What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Stay tuned for Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy right here on Blog Talk Radio. It's so quiet in here. It's like really quiet. Is this so Ted? Quiet. Yeah. Hey, buddy. You can hear him. Oh, We're going to start here. In a small hollow in North Carolina, there have been several Bigfoot sightings, burning fields and meadows, and even attacking chickens at a local watering hole. Hunters may need to be on the lookout for something other than deer when they hit the woods this week. Up until Sunday night, he hadn't been spotted recently, but according to these pictures, the legendary Mothman is back. The number of UFOs is soaring tenfold over the past 25 years. Now, she's not talking about people. She is talking about ghosts hanging around what some say is a real-life haunted house. You're listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on paratalkradio.com. Paratalk Radio is your one stop for all things paranormal, the unknown, and the supernatural. We cover topics such as ghosts, hauntings, Bigfoot, UFOs, and more. Paratalk Radio is a product of the Genesee Valley Paranormal Investigators. You can join us every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 7 p.m. Central. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, iTunes, TuneIn, and Google Play. We are a part of AHAM Radio Network and blogtalkradio.com. Live video streaming can be seen on Facebook at facebook.com backslash paratalkradio and paratalk.tv. To contact us, email paratalkradiohost at gmail.com or search on the web for Paratalk Radio. Paratalk Radio is recorded live at J-Wolf Productions in Ontario, New York, engineered by John Winter. We are Rochester, New York's only paranormal talk radio show. The topics, views, and opinions expressed on our show may not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Paratalk Radio, our hosts, or our sponsors. Some of the language on our show may not be suitable for listeners under 16. And now, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Okay, I'm saying it. All right, go ahead. You go. Heather. That's Heather Palermo. Did you say Heather? Hever, yeah. Hever. Okay, no, Hever. Hever. All right, got uh, it. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Edna. Hi, Eric. Hi, Robert. Hello, Ted. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Veronica. And then, hi, Cindy, as Paratalk Radio. How hi, does, Ernie. How does Christine know, or Kristen know, that Bigfoot loves KFC? I don't, wait, where? How does everybody where? loves KFC? I don't. You know what KFC stands for, don't you? Kentucky Fried Chicken. Kill fucking chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's terrible. It's great. Oh, man. Ernie, Ernie. Hello, Ernie, Ernie. So, you know, uh, Ernie's very proud these days. Oh, yeah? 
Uh, Ernie was actually, I asked him a while back to write the foreword for my new book. Oh, yes, yes. And he did, and it's now on the book. And the book is now live on Kindle. um, I'm excited. Yeah, the the paperback hopefully will be soon. Um, Mariah thought it was my book. Yeah, I thought that was funny. That was super cute. She's like, oh, yay, Madre. And you're like, who's Madre? Cindy. <laughs> but then uh, what's funny is uh, um, Hi, it's been submitted, and then it was kicked back, submitted, kicked back, submitted, kicked back, because the actual artistry for the oh. cover. Can't fucking cook. Can't. <laughs> there you go. No, that was Kenny Rogers' chicken. Um, that went out. Anyways, <laughs> um, it got the the bind or the you know the spine mm-hmm. that actually goes to the book. Yeah. Apparently, when I created this and did all the artwork work, I made the font too big for the side, so I had to resubmit it with new. It was just too big. It was too big, he says. That's what oh, they said. Yeah. It was too big. Yeah, we like it when it's too big. Oh my right, gosh! Girls? All right, yeah. that's just terrible. That's it's, just wrong. It's, it's really good when it's too big. I'm, 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 I'm waiting. I'm waiting for this freaking stripper music to come out of nowhere. Uh, I'm not playing. Oh here. Wow. I'm glad some of you can't see this. We're just showing my boob. All right. So anyway, not really. I mean, not really. Not really. Listen. You know, but not right now. Anyway. All right. So there's That's a couple. That's the after show. We said. we have <laughs> <laughs> nice. We have a guy that I have been watching his um, videos. Right. And I love his videos. And um, is he on right now? Because I want to tell him that I, I I subscribed and I ding 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 them. Did you? I you, did. You subscribed and ding, 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 him. I ding, ding, ding. Well, I, I believe he's on. I believe he's here. Oh, are Hi, you here? Hi, ML. I am here. Yay! It's, it's so funny because I actually have a friend whose name is ML. Like we call her ML. Really? Yeah. Well, what does what does the M stand for? Is that Michael? Yes. That's what I thought. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was either that or Mikey. Mikey, Mikey liked, liked that it. thing. Or Malcolm. Yeah. Malcolm in the middle. Give it to Mikey. Mikey will try anything. Mikey Mikey will eat anything. So, hey, look. Mikey likes it. <laughs> so anyway. You guys are I, dating yourselves. Yes, we what? are. Very much so. What? Oh, I have to date myself because nobody else will date me. Because uh, uh, I don't even think they make <laughs> life cereal where, anymore, do they? Where is the life? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I don't even know. Where's the like the that was a shit can joke like that was a, uh, that was a flop that's, that's not on the CD anymore. Well, we need that one. The mission fail. He didn't give it yeah. back. Yeah, I'm sorry. We I'm need bad. the mission fail. Because mission fail now sounds like this. Actually, ML. I mean, Ma- no, like that's just terrible. I'm gonna call you Mike. Is that okay? No. No. Uh, yeah, me. I guess if you want. Or Michael. No, we it's should just call hard. him ML. ML? What's wrong with that? Wrong All right, with ML. Name? I'll say ML. Emil. My, <laughs> my ML. friend, ML. Incorporated. We're going to do it. <laughs> oh, boy. Under Talk about dating. Talk about now. dating yourself. And Penny Marshall just passed away. Just know now. What? She just passed away not too long ago. No, she didn't. Yes, she did. For real? For reals. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm so 
Well, so if you take that Deadpool now. cap off for a while and let no. your brain actually feed. Uh, it's cute. <laughs> Look at how cute this is. All right, so let's get back. Now, yeah. I, as I was saying, I have been watching his videos. and I, I, Dad speaking. I love the way he does it. And yeah. the man spends a lot of time in the desert. And I actually had somebody else call me that spends a lot of time in the desert lately. Oh. And um, <laughs> an, uh, one of my favorite authors, Mr. Um, Michael Keane. He moved out yeah. that way, and he's now okay. in Nevada, and he likes to go out to the desert to think. So my first question to ML is, is that how you got started, was just think. because you needed to think, so you just went in the desert and started walking around? Um, yeah, I, I had uh, moved to Los Angeles like 30 years ago, and uh, was working in town, and I hated it. So in, uh, on the weekends, I'd flee to the desert just to camp and explore. And um, I just fell in love with it. Once I got out here, I, uh, it's where I wanted to stay. And I eventually, about four years later, ended up uh, moving out to the Mojave. And uh, for the first two weeks, I was like, oh, my God, I made the biggest mistake of my life. Um, but then <laughs> after that, I, you know, I don't want to leave. I just love it. I, once I learned the, the history and the lore and just how crazy it is, um, along with the physical beauty. I mean, I love the open spaces and the sunshine and all that. So, uh, yeah, I was hooked. And from yeah. there, I just started meeting people and uh, finding stuff on my own and encountering stuff that uh, I was like, wow, there's just like this whole historical folklore and uh, lore of the desert that hasn't been explored. You know, so much paranormal been, stuff you see, yeah. you see or hear is like just retread and regurgitated classic stories. Um, so, you know, it's to actually find all these new things, at least new to me, um, my, I loved it. I was fascinated. So I started collecting the tales and meeting people and visiting places and, and trying to get it out there. Yeah, I, I, I just I really enjoy your videos. In yeah. fact, I well, turned my friend, my best friend on to him, and um, he goes, how come they're so short? I go, because he gets everything in there within that short period of time. And, and it's very, it, they're very good. I mean, they're... But did you also know there's, like, you want to be able, on YouTube, there's something called watch time. You want to be able to have everybody watch your videos and all the way through. In a short video time, in a short and time. And so they have mm -hmm. proven that shorter amount of video, shorter video time rate People will watch the whole thing. So what are we going to do? Go to a five-minute show? Ah. Uh, that ain't happening. <laughs> well, no. I want I want ML to understand that he opened a box, a Pandora's box, when he I, said. So I have a question for ML. Is well, I just I, I yeah. no, we'll do that. I just want to make sure that he's aware that he opened the uh, uh, Pandora's a, box Pandora's when he box? said dating yourself because everybody on chat is running with it. No, oh yeah, yeah. Some of them are quite but funny. But you said date you. It's good said, because oh, you yeah, date yeah, yeah. yourself. I, I said because I, I date you, myself nobody because nobody else will date, date me. Date you. Mm -hmm. And then we have Heather who says, "Close your eyes and use your other hand, and it'll be like dating someone new." <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> they call that the stranger. Hi, Anita. Hi, Terry. Yeah, oh that was God. hysterical. LOL. Not speaking from experience, but I hear that if you sit on your hand till it goes numb, 
then go to town. They say it's like a ghost candy. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right, this show went to the birds. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Hello, Tyler. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Tyler. Oh, man. Oh, so I, I didn't do that. So yet. you have a no. question for him. Then. I do. So have you been to more than just this desert or have you been to other uh, what i'm really curious about is if you've been to the superstition mountains in arizona the superstition um, i have been all through arizona but i have not actually gone to the superstitions um i i, I really think you need to go be careful don't go without other people because there's a lot of people that get lost and they it happened to my my girlfriend my bestie so i would definitely make sure that you are with somebody and you don't go too far. Once you start getting disoriented, you need to start going back. So down. You, this, that's where you have to like tie a rope to every person so that they're all attached. I mean, yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's literally, it's, everything starts going wonky. Like your phone won't work. Your compass won't work. It's, it's scary. Hmm. You start getting disoriented and people start wandering and not knowing where they are and stuff. And hmm. it, it, ML, are you actually watching the, the, the live feed on Facebook? No, I'm not. Good, oh, okay. Good choice. Okay. <laughs> no, I was just curious because people tend to throw questions and stuff in there, and it was just a thought. That's all. Besides, you could see our ugly mugs and Cindy's stupid hat. I'm not an ugly mug. Speak for yourself. And since you can't see Invisible John, speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have an ugly mug either. Just so I, I, I want to know is what what kind of like made you go in this direction about it? Was it the love of the desert and you just decided to start digging up information about it and start, you know, like the urban legends and so on and so forth? Um. Yeah, I mean, I met some local people. I was, I was going to Joshua tree since I was in Los Angeles and I, I went to Joshua tree and hang out. And I met some guys there that, uh, told me some, you know, like really wild stories that, that I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, and then, and so <clears throat> I started poking around and, uh, looking stuff up online and, and looking in archives and stuff. And I found that a lot of what they were talking about had a, had a long history in the desert. And um, from that, I kind of went and checked out some of the stories I turned up and, and you know, would find people that uh, knew it firsthand or secondhand or had some experience. Or, um, I mean, I'll tell you one of the freakiest things was I, was I was trying to get into gold mining at one time. And, you know, I was like, the world's worst science student, so I never paid attention to geology or anything. And um, so I met this guy who was a, a an ex-prospector, and he was an old, old guy. And um, I paid him to go out with me a couple times and show me around, like show me what to look for, what kind of minerals, you know, formations. And we were out, and he kept – uh, pointing out stuff on the ground like, oh, look, there, you know, a two-year-old bobcat went down there, or, or hey, look, there's a coyote with an injured paw, or, or, you know, all this stuff. And so I asked him, like, well, how did you, you know, were you a trapper or something? He goes, no, I was, I was a tracker in the Special Forces. And hmm. he went, he told me he, he had done three tours in Vietnam as a Green Beret, as a man tracker. 
hand. Hmm. Um, that, that was his specialty was tracking. Uh, and so we were looking around and, and we stopped for lunch and I had taken off, I had gotten sand in my boot and I took off my boot and there was, I had, you know, made some footprints across the sand where we were standing. And I went, Hey, look, Bigfoot, just joking. And he goes, no, Bigfoot's a lot bigger than that. And I'm like, uh, Oh really? You know, he goes, Oh yeah, I've tracked Bigfoot. And, and, I was like, you track Bigfoot, huh? Now, I thought he was talking about in the, somewhere way out in the jungles of Vietnam or, you know, uh, somewhere like that. And he goes, oh, no, up in Death Valley. And I'm like, wait a minute, you track Bigfoot up in Death Valley? He's That's like, oh, cool. yeah. And I was like, okay, you got to tell me this story. So he told me this incredible story that, um, you know, <clears throat> just it was one of the first times I'd heard other than the, the, the superficial things of the Yucca Man and the Sand Man and, and that type of stuff around here that I'd heard from someone who actually had found something and, and thought he was onto something. And it made me go like, hmm, well, I wonder if other people have reported that. And once I started researching it, I found that the lore of a Bigfoot or a hominid or a proto-human, whatever you want to call it, out in the desert had a history that went way back to Native American times. So, right. you know, that, that's just an example of like how I, I just happened to bump into that story. And, but when you hear it from someone firsthand, it's, it's like, wow, you know, uh, that's not what I expected to hear today. <laughs> right. That's awesome though. I mean, I is awesome. Well, you know, I, Similar stories happen all the time, though, where people, you know, you go out with somebody you've not, never met before or whatever, and you, you know, you go out, and, well, think about this, when you and I first met, uh-huh. when we first met, I mean, we, like, like face-to-face instead of on the phone, you know, we didn't know what each other looked like, we didn't know what our no. expertise were, we didn't right. know, and so it kind of, you know, took us both by surprise, I think, in some cases, so it was kind of cool, you yeah. know? But Absolutely. it's not the same thing. But you know, I'm just trying to make a point, I guess, while I'm eating my brownie. I don't know. <laughs> but well, we're brownie eaters. Yep. But I, I would. I I love hearing stories though when when people, especially from the older generation, when they tell you. I mean, I had a grandfather who used to sit down and tell the stories all the time. Mm. And you know, you're kind of like, yeah, you're making it up. You're making it up. And it's like it's like no. He says this is this is the truth and. You know, it kind of gives you that whole when you're when you're a kid, you start imagining things and yeah, things. But then it it holds true because you know you that's gross. She's drinking grass, wheat grass, wheat grass. Anyways, Powder. you know it it In leads water. you to. I think that's one of the things that helped lead me to the paranormal was the stories that were passed on. Mm-hmm. You know, being my grandmother was Native American, and the story you know they told yeah. and and so on and so forth. So I understand what he's saying. It's very cool. It is. And I love just spending time sitting down talking to the old farts because most of the time they'll tell you stuff that you can't believe still, you know, or did happen and so on and so forth. Right. That's education that you can't find in books Absolutely. or at school. I agree with that. That's awesome. Completely. Right. Or you find people that have firsthand experience of stories you've read, but then they'll give you a whole different take on it. Like, no, no, that's, that's what the book says. Let me tell you, I, I knew the guy and this happened. Um, you know, wow. I, I encountered that too, which I love hearing. 
There's a great storyteller that I know. His name is David Seiler. I mean, you can talk to him anytime, and he'll tell you a story. And uh, David. <laughs> just picking on Dave. How you doing, buddy? Dave. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, they're so. saying it's freezing. Uh, this Facebook. Yeah, Facebook is a problem these days. Facebook is an asshole. Whoa, hey, no. Just kidding. No, you're not. <laughs> but um, it is being an asshole. Uh, Facebook has been having issues lately, so yeah, I don't understand it. Me neither, but that's all right. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll be able to hear us here soon. Hi, Diane. Uh, um, I do think that some of the stories that that ML has come across. I mean, if you look at his list of his, I know. YouTube here, let me things, go. Um, let me go there. Okay, you go there. Yeah, I'm going there. Point a few out. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, because, well, these. that's that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Okay, so, I was going to bring it up. Let's do it. So I just watched the Nevada Alien. That, right. That was pretty crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, right. that's, you know, uh, I met the guy through someone else who knew I was into this stuff, and, and he called me one night and said, hey, I met this guy at the the bar you got to hear what he his his story so um i happened to be in vegas at the time and i went over and i heard he told me this encounter he had with something that he he thought it was alien um but it also has enough uh weirdness factor to it that you don't quite know exactly what it is and and See, one of the, the tenets of when you deal with the paranormal, right, you're, you're basically looking at three options when someone tells you something. It happened, it didn't happen, or something right. happened and they misinterpreted it or misconstrued it. And um, that was one of the things where, you know, he, he himself was 90% sure it was a, a UFO alien encounter, but it, it it didn't go along the normal dogma right. and and story of, of what people have come to believe are your textbook alien encounters, which I, to me, the weirdness factor makes things a little bit more believable because if, you know, if everything so, happens the same, same way, uh, okay, mm-hmm. it's, it's either people are just culturally contaminated from the same story and are just regurgitating a million times. Um, and if they tell you something that's just, completely different it makes you go like oh wow this is you know here's an interesting take on it or a different view on it or maybe a different key to what the phenomenon might actually be right and 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 i had postulated in that and it's something i've studied in other encounters where often i mean long story short there can be electrical disturbances that affect the human brain that can cause you to hallucinate or to to mm-hmm. interpret things differently. And it can be uh, a static electrical charge. It can be something that's called a piezoelectric charge, which uh, is when crystals... Could be uh, EMF. Right, I was thinking... Yeah, yeah exactly. well, it's the same principle. It's, it's a, an electronic pulse scrambled something, either your brain, your hard drive, or your security system, right? So... Uh, to in the desert there's heavy mineral formations in a lot of areas and radioactive rare earth minerals too so you know i the idea that that something he might have uh encountered something that 
acted the way this thing did might point it more towards a terrestrial explanation than an extraterrestrial or interdimensional uh, so I think it's what I found what I found interesting about it is that the being was white light and it was seven feet tall. So I have encountered beings that are seven feet tall um, that are on just obviously a different dimension. Mm-hmm. So and there, but there's been others that there are the blue men. There are the um, there's Petey. What's that? Huh? There's Petey. Petey. What do you mean, Petey? <laughs> Our new green alien. Oh, right. In their kill? Is that what you <laughs> yeah, called him? Is PT? Yeah. PT. Oh, Paratalk. Paratalk. PT. PT. Yeah. That but we call sense. him PT. But no, I, I understand what you're yeah. saying. I mean, so you being you being a, a, as fluent as you are in being a psychic medium, there are things that you there's things that I can't experience explain. and you can't right. explain. So right. some of that, like what he was he was mentioning. I thought you it was know, interesting. And it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. I. I I'm like, okay, which one should I watch? And and uh, Teddy was saying, oh, there's some really good ones. And, and I just, I was going to click another one. And for some reason, my hand actually clicked that one on accident. It was, and I don't think it was an accident by any means. I think I was supposed to see that. Hmm. I thought it was very interesting and very intriguing. And I think, I think everybody should go and watch um, his stuff. It's, um, on YouTube, and it's Mojave Mysteries. Right. Go watch some of them. On YouTube. Just put it up there at the top. I mean, Mojave he Mysteries, did one. Yeah. Or ML um, Behrman. Yeah, the, the one, Berman, the one that I liked was, um, if I can remember it correctly, because that was one of the first ones that I watched, was um, a guy built a home out in the middle of the desert. Wow. You know which one I'm talking about, ML? Are you, ta- are you talking about the caveman of Giant Rock? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, he built. He just underneath a really big rock, he built his his home, you know, and and it turned out to be an interesting story. You yeah, know? A giant rock. It, it, I've actually got two other stories, um, episodes that are going to go later in the year of, with giant rock because it's an ongoing thing. Um, the, there again, that was a Native American uh, ceremonial site for thousand years and it had a lore with it and then this guy came along in the uh, 30s and 40s and um, he built this little he was a miner doing prospecting around there and he built a little room house underneath the rock and giant rock is just that it's a giant freestanding boulder and yeah um, he did it based on scientific principles in that you know the the sun would warm the rock during the day and at night it would radiate heat so he could stay warm under there because the high desert gets cold at night. Um, But then he also uh, claimed that he knew uh, different energies and and, and, um, power sources. And the locals said that he, um, then, you know, he had a German name, Kritzer, and uh, as World War II came on, a lot of people with Germanic, heritage were under suspicion for being spies and stuff mm-hmm. and right yeah they thought he was a part of that he they thought that he yeah was right actually... and then well in the 1920s giant rock had been an emergency airfield for the glider the army glider pilots that were stationed you know about 40 miles mm-hmm. away and 
they that air base during the late 30s and early 40s said that they saw flares and stuff going off over giant rock at night and they you know thought he might have been signaling to saboteurs or, or people coming right. in and um eventually the fbi were called in and they investigated him numerous times and the most popular story put forward by them was that they finally went out to see him again and uh, wanted to take him in for custody or questioning. And he came to the door wearing a necklace of dynamite. And as soon as he saw him, he, he touched it off and blew up himself up and uh, almost what? killed the three of them. Yeah. Now, yeah. now the locals say, no, what happened was he had dynamite in the room because he was a minor and that, they, he shut the door and wouldn't come out, and the local police threw a smoke grenade down his chimney, and that landed in the box of dynamite, and that went off and almost that killed him and almost killed everyone. So, but then, you know, they didn't want a cop to uh, a colossal right. cock up like that, so they said that he he committed suicide. Anyway, they cleaned him out of there, and and shut the place off, but then another guy took it over, and this is the third episode I've got coming, George Von Tassel, and he had been one of Howard Hughes' test pilots or mechanics, depending on who you talk to, and he opened Giant Rock as a commercial, little commercial airport, and he also had a uh, little pie shop out there, and people, including Howard Hughes, would fly in and uh, you know visit him and, and buy pie at the shop and all that. Well, anyway, he claimed that one night while he was sleeping outside because of the heat, a UFO came down and beamed plans into his mind of how to build this machine that would reju- rejuvenate human cells. And he called it the Integratron. And he actually started building it, and the thing still exists out there. Uh, he was building this building that was circular, and it didn't have any metal, and it just used wood. And he would build it in sections as the aliens gave him the information um, but eventually the man died and he didn't leave any blueprints because he was doing it all by you know from what he said they were telling him and his heirs didn't didn't know how to finish it so um, it has changed ownership a couple times but it's still out there you can visit you can have a sound bath where they'll you go in and they uh, you know play sound that's supposed to because of the structural design and all that, supposed to rejuvenate your cells or whatever. Uh, I leave that to, you know, whatever your experience is out there. Right. But the area, I mean, come on, there's like, here's this giant boulder in the desert that the Indians worshipped, and then this guy built this little hut under, uh, house <laughs> under, and, and, you know, they thought he was a saboteur. Then another guy came and said that the aliens would give him, you know, technology. And they actually used to have these really huge UFO, annual UFO conventions out there where all the early contactees would gather and everyone would tell their story. Um, you know, and, and a lot of the stories today are, are so laughable. It's, you know, I, I rode a UFO to Venus and saw dinosaurs type stuff. Um, <laughs> but the fact is it, it was a center of paranormal and, and weird energies uh, for a long time. And, I, I mean, I go out there a lot. Because uh, I love the area, and I got to tell you one crazy story. I do a lot of my own drone photography in my show, 
And mm-hmm. I was out there. There's, now, there's something that drone pilots know. It's called a flyaway, where, where your drone will disconnect from your controller and just, like, take off on its own. Yeah, and I've never, that. ever had that happen except once when I was at Giant Rock. And I had my drone right over the top of the Giant Rock, and I'm trying to get a shot of it. And all of a sudden, the thing just disconnects and takes off. And, you know, one half <laughs> what? of me is laughing like, oh, my God, this is like, like such a cliche. Here, here you know, uh, I'm at Giant Rock, and, and my drone goes rogue on me. And the other half, I was panicking that the thing was going to fly off into the military testing ground. I wasn't oh. going to get it back. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy, interesting place. And, th- and that's just one little area. And the folklore and stories uh, and history associated with it, paranormal and otherwise, is just amazing. It's a great example of why I love hmm. the desert. Has anybody else you know of done anything like that with the Mojave at all? Um, yeah, there's a, a guy named Stephen Brown out here who he has done a lot of uh, paranormal research and uh, interviews with people. And I had never really met him until last summer. And um, we ran into each other on a project we were, we were both trying to work on. And uh, it was cool. You know, he, he it was the funny thing was we both shared an experience that, that neither of us knew the other one had had. And, um, well, I'll tell it to you real quick. One time I was out in the desert and I saw this ball. I thought it was like ball lightning. You know, it was a glowing ball and it was just drifting along against the wind. And it started to move in for like a zigzag. And all of a sudden over the hill came this blacked out helicopter. I mean, your classic, uh, Stealth chopper, like you saw the one that crashed when they when they whacked Bin Laden, the one stealth okay. chopper. It was one of those, and it had no lights. I could see the pilot. It was so low I could see into the cockpit. I could see the pilot with his night gear on flying it, and it flew right up to this ball and, and disappeared over the horizon. Now, hmm. when when I met Stephen Brown, he told me that he was out once and he saw this helicopter. Uh, cruising along with this glowing ball right off the nose of it. And he said, I heard that's a new type of drone they're testing out here. Mm-hmm. Now, we, the, he and I had been uh, talking to this lady who was a, a, a state biologist, you know, for the state of California. And um, we had been doing these interviews, and, and her thing was kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm paid to debunk everything or, or, you know, keep stuff grounded in reality and science and you know, right. all this stuff is interesting, but I've never seen any proof. And then she overheard us talking, and she came over, and she goes, oh, that must be what I saw. And we were like, wait, wait, wait. I thought you were the one that's supposed to be debunking what we see or <laughs> report about. And she goes, yeah, well, you know, it's my job. I can't say I see stuff. So um, she goes, yeah, I saw the same thing. I was out in the desert, and I saw this glowing ball whipping around and a helicopter uh, playing footsie with it. So, <laughs> you know, the, the, we just awesome. looked at each other and went like, okay, well, uh, <laughs> we saw something, you know. Now, uh, does that make it paranormal extraterrestrial? No, it makes it one of the most common things of the desert is, you know, the, the military hides stuff out here and tests stuff out here because right. there aren't people around to see it. And, and right. 
Right. Um, at least until recent years, you know, now you got people that will run tours to go sit outside the wire at Area 51 or, you know, stuff like right. that to try and catch stuff on video. Although most people don't know that most of the, well, I don't say most, but a lot of the testing's going on more towards Groom Lake and Edwards Air Force Base and, and Skunk Works and all the interior out in there. Um, 51, I think, is more a, a research thing. But, um, yeah, you know, there's a the classic example. The desert, the government hides stuff out here. And, and when you do see it, you sometimes, it, again, it can go back to, like, am I seeing something from another planet or am, am I seeing something being tested? by our own government. Right. Right. So I do have a question. You said there have been other people that have gone to Big Rock and lived or whatever. Mm-hmm. Have they have they still been seeing those flare type of things at night? Is uh, is this activity still I, going I, I on? Have not, I have not heard anything of specifically seeing flares. Now, there's been there's a whole cottage industry now of people that go out there and, and, and feel energy, get messages, see UFOs, you know, it's, it's, it's become what I call cultural contamination and that the story's gone around so much that people go out there and they, they, you know, repeat so much of this. Now, I'm not saying that they're not experiencing it. I'm just saying that, you know, after a while it becomes kind of a cliche and you don't know if, uh, if, you're just hearing me too, me too, or uh, right. someone actually mm-hmm. encountered something. But um, the area is nowhere near as remote as it was at that time. Um, right up to the 60s, early 70s, it was pretty sparse out there. Now you've got uh, the town of Landers, which I don't know if I'd really call it a town, but uh, the settlement of Landers right around yeah. there. So there's people living out there. 24 seven and, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, and now here's well, something I want, I want, okay. Sorry. I was just going to say, I can imagine. I mean, because once, I mean, we as people and humans, first off, when we, when we find something very interesting, you start hearing stories and people are reporting on it, whether it be YouTube news, whatever, there's too many people that are curious, you know, have that curiosity and they're going to go out there and they're going to do all this stuff. And I'm sure from the 60s, 70s and 80s that the whole, well, because the paranormal is, grown immensely in the past 20 years you know i'm pretty sure that a lot of people that are going out there and hoping to see or hear something you know um and it's just it's it's still amazing this stuff is really happening out there like i mean the stories you have are just i i love them you know so i mean i i love watching stuff like that you should actually talk to like the i don't know travel channel and get yourself a half hour special oh yeah (laughs) i think that would be great yeah yeah. Well, hopefully they're listening. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Travel Channel, please so, listen to us. But I, I. But isn't Travel Channel something else now, or is oh, it they do travel? all the paranormal stuff now? Yeah, Destination yeah. America, Travel Destination Channel, America. Discovery—they're all doing that stuff now because yeah. it's grown so big, and that's what people mm-hmm. are into these days. Yeah. But now I remember a couple of the other videos. I mean, you. There has been claims of dinosaurs, chupacabra, giant flying humanoids. Um, right, there's all right. stuff out there. I mean, I want to go there now. Well, I, I understand that, but it's like, don't you find it amazing that so many people? Are, I mean, there's a, a mile long list out of this stuff. I mean, 
Native Americans were the first out there, and I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that there's stories from them alone. But what do you think? You know, uh, do you think some of this stuff is made up, or do you think it's just stuff that uh, um, I don't know? It well, was started well, out like well, that little you, tiny bitch, and now it's a big, huge whale. <laughs> uh, when you're dealing with humans, yeah, I mean, come on, there's, there's got to be some fabrication going on because that's humans are storytellers or exaggerators and and so it does happen um i the the biggest thing about all this phenomenon that i find fascinating and i didn't really realize it until i started really looking into it was so many of these things have this long history and if you look at them the way they're reported the phenomenon seems to morph through the centuries depending on what the culture's technological level is that's looking at it um, which might sound kind of highbrow, but w- what I'm saying is uh, take UFOs. Now, in Native American times, they talked about uh, you know, ships in the air or gods or spirits or whatever. Then you get into the early frontier and the old, what we call the Old West. And there you're getting, they would call them mystery airships or, or aerial visitors. And they would describe them as things that were like basically like a zeppelin or something with sails or something with a propeller or something with electric lights, you know, a, a technology that was just in advance of what we were doing at the time. And mm-hmm. the same thing, they would, you know, the things would be flying silently through the night or they'd be landing somewhere and, and talking to people. And at that time, the inhabitants were described as like mad inventors who were out testing their inventions, you know, under cover of night that they hoped to sell to the military, or they were crazed inventors, or they were rich Europeans that were, you know, uh, out testing their new gear, or some of them would say, yeah, they, they were from Mars, but they'd be described as basically human-like. Then you get into the 30s, 40s, and 50s, where you get the classic flying saucer with, uh, you know, blonde, human-like, Aryan men and women who want to share this knowledge of, of don't use nuclear weapons and, and, and all that stuff. And then it starts to morph to where you're starting to get reptilians and grays and aliens and, you know, the probing and the, uh, uh, yeah, the medical exams and, and, and you know, uh, cattle mutilation and stuff like that. So oh, I have a story about that. Here you've got a phenomenon that, that has spans, okay, say 300 years of, of recorded time, but has changed each century, again, as I say, seemingly to stay just ahead of what the technological level of is of the society that's reporting it as it happens. So um, if you look at, at the phenomenon like that, then you go, well, what am I really looking at? You know, am I, is it, is it, you know, some culture across the galaxy jumped in their ship and came here and, and visited out in the Mojave, or is it uh, an interdimensional or an intertemporal thing, or is it a uh, more of a, a, a shared racial memory and technological projection that we're seeing? Um, it opens the door to so much of it. Uh, if you just discount, you could just discount it and go, "Hey, it's all bullshit," you know, or "Hey, right, it's all right. people making stuff up." Yeah, okay. Well, then, then you've answered it for yourself, and you can move on to whatever your next 
philosophical problem is. Um, on the other hand, if you want to look at it with any sort of open mind, you start to go, well, okay, this is, you know, it, it's a phenomenon, whether it's a physical one, a mental one, a mixture of the two, or, or something we don't quite understand yet. It's something ongoing. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And, well, you know, I was going to say that, you know, it kind of reminds me of like, well, Skywalker Ranch. I mean, there's been so many things seen there as well. And um, I think once a place gets noted for um, stories such as that, it just they they just become more frequent and sometimes blown way out of proportion. And because of the human um, element itself, you're absolutely correct. We like to take stories and make them bigger than what they really are. And then you know, even if you talk to somebody and say, "Oh no, I'm telling you the truth," well, sometimes they're just uh, misconstruing something. They're not actually seeing it for what it really is. And uh, could be bad eyesight, could be diabetes, or mental illness, uh, could be any. Exactly, it could be any, any number of things. Right. So, can I give you the story that I have? Sure, go ahead. And it's not about probing, guys. Well, <laughs> I wasn't probed anyway. Oh, um, this is bad. So, I, I do past life regressions, Correct. but I also do this life regression. And I had a client who, um, not just her, but it was her husband as well. And it was on the on I ninety from the before the Leroy exit mm-hmm, I know coming it is. back from Rochester. Okay. Um, she had complained that they both lost some time when they were coming from Buffalo to Rochester. He was military. Um, they were heading back. It was late at night, about two in the morning, and um, they literally lost time. And one of the things that she also accounted for was she's like, after that night, the next morning, I had these, these circles on my head right here and literally has scars right there to this day. And so she said, listen, I want to do this. I want, I want to be hypnotized, but I do not want to know if I have had contact. I just want to validate that there was time lost. I want to validate there there was happened, a right. reason that something indeed did happen. Right. But I don't want to know anything further than that. I said, okay, right. we can do that. Right. Literally took her back and um, got some amazing information. She recounted the whole thing, and then all of a sudden she got to that moment. Um, she saw what she needed to see. And she came right out of it because I tell them that they have full powers. They have, if they decide to come back there, they come back to the present. They come back without any issues, any problems, no psychological malfunctions right. from going forward. Now, did the husband, now the husband concurred with everything that he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it. We, didn't, we, didn't, let, we yeah. didn't let him know we were doing this. Right. And I think at that time, I think that they were divorced, but but he would not talk about it. Well, see, there are a lot of people, and, and there's a lot of people out there that say, hey, you know, I, I think I've been abducted, or I think well, I've seen this, yeah. I think I've, you know, I mean, you can't, I mean, look for um, the amount of sightings every year that are turned into um, organizations such as Bigfoot, MUFON for UFOs, mm-hmm. and you know, all this stuff, even Linda Godfrey for the dogman. I mean, they're, they're 
ungodly amount of sightings of all these things. And, you know, I constantly say to people, and this is, this is something I'm going to, you know, always say is that in every story, there's an ounce of truth and it's up to you to figure out what it is. Right. And, you know, so take those stories and, you know, research it. It's kind of like what ML does for the stories that he hears. Right, right, right. I mean, he's, he actually sits down and does the work and goes through it all and tries to capture as much factual information as he can. And that's what makes his, his YouTube program or his videos so great. I mean, I, I sat in one night and watched, I don't know how many of them. I watched as many as I could until I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, I really do. You should be, now, do you have this stuff in a book too? You should put them all in a book. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I wrote a book. Um, actually, it was the first thing I did was I wrote a book. And then I thought, well, you know, I'll start a channel to just maybe talk about some stories from the book. And, and you know, quite frankly, it's an idea to, to push sales up of the book. But the channel took off a lot more than the book did. Um, right. And uh, I actually sat down to, to, to write another one. But then I'm like, you know, people love the, the video channel. And um, I uh, would rather work on that and, and do the stories in the video format because I love being right. out filming and, and doing stuff. So I've, I've kind of like, you know, I started out to do books and I ended up in YouTube. So I think I'll just keep doing it because that's are you, like. But you're very good at you're very good at it oh, too. Very you personal, are very good very, on the camera. Yeah. Very charismatic. You yeah. know your stuff. You don't. You're not shy behind the camera or in front of the camera. It's very good. It's very yeah. good. Well, well, have you thought Thank about you. maybe making them available like on CD? I mean, like uh, 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 you know, I thought about that. Someone mentioned to me that I should like yeah. talk to Netflix or somebody and and try and do it as like a bundle even amazon, you know amazon i mean they can rent a movie yeah. for a dollar or whatever here's the reason i'm saying it though is first of all i mean and i'm finding this out because of me being an author is that there are a lot of people out there that um they don't get youtube they still don't you know do yeah. that stuff so they'll go and rent videos and stuff right and, right right and that's another part of the audience that you don't have and so i went from that's why i went from just writing a, a published physical book right. to kindle yeah because people you know are now on their tablets all the time yeah and uh, so, my other buddy michael Keane is the same way in fact he's contacted me um he's actually putting his on audio books so that you can actually buy the book but as an audio file or as a cd and just pop it in your cd player to listen to it oh yeah i mean Mark great is, idea. I, I think yeah. it's something that you should consider yeah I mean, it is really good that is stuff. a great idea it is a great idea thanks you know, I even listened to this is how far I went, ML. I even listened to your interview with um Jason Haas on his radio show. <laughs> I wanted uh, I wanted to listen to that one too. Yeah. It looked good. Yeah. So uh I I find um when I find somebody that's interesting and I like what they do, I tend to follow them and, and you were one of the first ones that I, I found when I was looking for interesting things and that's why I reached out to you. I said, Hey, I gotta have you on my radio show. I mean, I love oh, I the stuff. It's all paranormal, and but let's talk about a couple other ones like that. I mean, we we have about five minutes before our commercial, so I want to pick something that's not too big. But what about the chupacabra? Now we hear stories in the deserts mm-hmm. all the time. It doesn't matter what desert; there's always a story about a chupacabra. Yeah, um, I, I, 
I have not done any stories specifically chupacabra. I've done some where people saw a creature that they, like the werewolf uh, one in mm-hmm. Death Valley. And, um, you know, I, I had grown up loving the wolfman and all that. So when I found, like, what, there's werewolf stories from Death Valley? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I went and, and researched it. And then when I went into the archives, if you look at that episode, I, I've got an article from 1947 where the Palo Alto police were talking about all the werewolf reports they were getting and they right. couldn't figure out what it was. They just said it was some large unknown creature, which, you know, mm-hmm. throws it right back to like, well, what is it? And people that have right. watched that have said, you know, that sounds just exactly like the dog man, or that sounds like, exactly like a chukacabra or stuff. Um, I, you know, I don't know what it was. I, I just know it was a cool story that I had never encountered before. And the idea that people were seeing something like that to this day out in the desert um, was amazing. So, uh, you know, um, and, and again, you can trace it back to the Indian lore of shapeshifters or, uh, yeah. you know, demon beasts and um, stuff like that. Well, I'm just so, like you. I, I'm just like you. I mean, when it comes to the dogma of the werewolf or anything like that, that was my, that's my go-to monster, to be honest with you. And um, I love hearing anything and everything about, well, my middle name is Wolf. So it's like, it just oh, kind of clicked. So I, I use everything. So when it comes to that, and I love it, you know, I, I, you know, you know, it'd be funny if my middle name was Godzilla because I'm a huge fan of Godzilla too. Could you see that? Teddy Wolf Godzilla. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you can do that. <laughs> there you go. Godzilla. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I think we're going to do this because our news lady's on the phone, too. So I think, um, ML, we're going to take a short break with you. So don't go anywhere. Just sit and listen. If you'd like, grab yourself a drink. We're going to take about five to ten minutes here, do our paranormal news, and then we're going to come right back to you. Guys, get your questions together from, for ML also. Yeah. We will post his uh, um, website or his, um, his YouTube. YouTube as well on here and then uh we'll do that so um let's go to our commercials and then right into paranormal news so heather i know you're there hang tight we'll be right with you ml don't go anywhere okay great on february 23rd and 24th the fifth annual rochester winter parafest makes its way to the valley Oak event center in Genesee, new york this year they're raising funds for operation build-up 5013C nonprofit organization that helps our veterans with vehicles and more. You get the chance to meet and greet those from the hit television shows such as Naked and Afraid, Ghost of Shepherdstown, The Haunted, Paranormal Survivor, and more. This two-day event will have vendors selling products such as the metaphysical, horror, paranormal, the unusual, products not so supernatural such as books, Lularo, paparazzi, essential oils, and more. You can even come in and get yourself a psychic reading. So for $15 per day or $20 for the full weekend pass, you can check out all the leaders, meet some TV celebrities, and maybe even gain a little knowledge of the paranormal. So February 23rd and 24th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. each day. The Rochester Winter Parafest 5th Annual Event, Valley Oak Event Center, Geneseo, New York, at 585-243-0500. And tickets are available online at TicketLeap.com 
and eventbrite.com. Flashlight Recorder and Comfortable Shoes, a simple guide to paranormal investigation. Written by Keith Spratley and Ted Van Son. If you're looking to join the living who research the paranormal or the unknown, this book will guide you into developing your techniques. Reverend Tim Shaw says, The work will guide you along your journey to seek the truth about life after death. Available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And you can find a direct link on paratalkradio.com. Get your copy today. Psychic Cindy, and since I was a young girl, I have been able to see, hear, feel, understand, and sometimes smell spirit guiding me to guide you. Through the years, I have helped many clients receive messages from spirit to aid in their growth of self-love, healing, and also receive guidance towards steps to the future. Sometimes spirit doesn't always give you what you want, but they always give you what you need. Do you have an open mind to listen to the message? If the answer is yes, I would like to be there for you in your journey. I offer many services such as psychic medium reading, spiritual counseling, spiritual life coaching, regression, past life regression, and more. If you're ready to know how much healing and clarity you can receive, how much trust you can have, how much love you can feel, or even how inspired you can become, please set an appointment. You don't have to be local to get a message from Spirit. You can Facebook me at facebook.com backslash psychic Cindy, email me, at thepsychiccindy at gmail.com, Instagram, thepsychiccindy, Twitter, at psychiccindy1. Paranormal news with your news reporter, Heather Palermo. Apparently now known as the news lady. The <laughs> news lady. <laughs> Heather, just make sure that when we hear you, you're talking right into your phone and talking loud. Yeah, because we had a hard time the last time hearing you a little bit there, dear. Okay. Can you hear me? What do you have for us? I'm pretty excited. Yeah. I spelled that wrong. Well. Well, we've got a a reptilian cave encounter that's taken place in Vietnam. A number of people have claimed in the Son Dong Cave that lizard people have been spotted. Now, these reptilian creatures were even fired upon back in the 70s, and their faces were described as resembling a dragon or lizard. The body, very much human, by comparison, only with scales. Sea sloth, is that what they call them? A sloth, a sea sloth. Or remember from Land of the Lost, what were they called? Uh, oh, I don't um You know what I'm talking about? I know that's what, what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, and the only thing that's coming to mind is Sigmin. And that's not the same Oh, Sigmund <laughs> the sea monster. <laughs> You're showing your age too song. now. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Okay, so 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 people are seeing this in 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 Vietnam. They're seeing a creature that looks it, like a 
Go ahead. Yeah, um, they have been, um, most recently, um, it's happened every every 10 to 15 years, they seem to show up. Sleeve stack. Wait, what are you talking sleeve about? Sleeve stack. Yeah, yeah. sleeve stack. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, uh, Eric and Will. <laughs> but, yeah, that's where the call <laughs> So is this creature supposedly just coming out at night or something? Is it attacking people, eating their crops? What's it? What's it supposed, supposedly doing? I, it's really just high. It stays in the cave, and it's one of the largest caves in Vietnam. And wow. when people have gone in there and just ventured in there to, almost like they've that they have become like part of whatever other creatures are in there. Hmm. So it's kind of, it seems to be almost, almost a mix between the two. Half human, wow. half lizard. Interesting. That but is so cool. No animals or crops have been destroyed. Well, cold blooded. So yeah, it would make sense to turn a cave, especially if it's a huge cave. Eric says, so it's probably, the year of the dragon it's occurring. occurring. No, it wouldn't be cold-blooded. It's the opposite of that, isn't it? If they're cold-blooded, they have it's to be out in the sun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm an idiot. Sorry. Go ahead. Move it on. Moving on. There's your the news. news. <laughs> Just in from the news, Ted <laughs> is an idiot. Ted <laughs> is an idiot. <laughs> now, back to you, Cindy. <laughs> We can't confirm that here at Paratalk Radio. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pin this comment, guys, so you can see his YouTube. Beautiful. Okay, so what you got next for us, my dear? So moving from Vietnam to Ireland, we have an Irish woman who um, says that she's been married to a 300-year-old pirate ghost. And um, apparently, um, Jack Teague, who is the name of the ghost, has gotten a little bit too salty with her. And she (laughs) feels that it's time that she steps out of the marriage and moves on to someone a little bit more living. Alive. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell are the dead? I want the living. That is so funny. Is this like the woman that we we've been talking? I think talking? this is one that we talked about like a couple months ago, where she actually married the guy, the married the ghost. Yeah, yeah. No, um, she no, this is, is actually totally different. That one nice. actually, um, that one was uh, here in the United States, and she claimed to have had sex with twenty different ghosts. Yeah, um, and she yeah. finally. She finally decided that she was going to um, commit to a uh, commit to a a monogamous type ghost-human relationship, and she wanted to raise a family with the one ghost. But that takes place in America, not Ireland. Damn it! She's not a ghost tour no more. (laughs) Ghost tour. She's not a ghost tour no more. No ghost tours for us. The ghosts don't say, pass her around. <laughs> Do 
they write her number in the basketball too? <laughs> How would you see it? Right. <laughs> With a ghost and invisible ink. Yeah, there you go. That was quick, Cindy. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Wendy, anything more I, interesting about it? Well, I do, but going back to this one, um, mm-hmm. when the um, Irish ladies um, – Lawyer who oh, tried God. to interview the ghost of uh-huh. Jack Teague, he remained quiet, and they pretty much summed up that our <laughs> dead men tell no tales. <laughs> wow. Really? Eric said wow. she was sick of smelling like Davy Jones' locker afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh, wait a minute. What, Edna? Oh, my God. you got to see if you can find this one, uh, uh, Heather. She's coast. <laughs> there's one on here that uh, you got to find this one for us. It says, uh, Edna says there's a lady who is in love with an amusement park ride oh, yes, and has too. sex with it. Yes. I'm... Okay, so you get, that's, your, that's, your, that's for next week. <laughs> that, I will, yeah, no, I will research actually... the hell out of that one. Well, yeah, there you go. It's actually the it's from that show where they have um unusual affairs and relationships with inanimate objects. Like they are in love with something inanimate. Oh, my strange yeah. addiction? Like yes, like my strange addiction, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I thought that was that show only really showed people who ate like tinfoil and couch cushions. And how about glass? I saw one where the guy ate glass. Oh my god, it was Ew. terrifying. I'm like, we gotta, you guys can't eat glass. We gotta change that. <laughs> I was, yeah, I, was I like, called what? it quits after the woman was eating dryer sheets. What? Oh my god. Blah. Dryer sheets. There was one woman that was eating her hair. She, they literally took a mass of hairball out of her stomach. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it will kill you. It will kill you oh, if you eat your hair too mm-hmm. much. Yep, yep, Strange coitus, Robert said. Yeah. All right, let's get off of I this one. I think I may have shared it. Let's get off. Uh, let's, let's get, get off, off this one and go Good to the next thing. one. Yeah. All right, so what's your number three story? <laughs> Our number three story is um, that Bigfoot, um, as you know, Bigfoot has been seen in Provo, Utah. Yep. And it also has been caught on video. He's going after the, the Mormons, isn't he? The Polygamous Mormons, right? <laughs> Finally. Go. Yes. Do it, Bigfoot. Yes. Yes. I approve this That's message. Hilarious. Maybe Bigfoot just he wants to. He is looking wives. for a couple of sister wives. Sister wives? That's what's in so nowadays. Oh. But a, a couple of local hunters. A couple of local hunters in Provo, Utah, spotted a strange creature walking oh, upright in the distance, prompting people to speculate that they had caught the elusive Bigfoot on camera. But while the video doesn't really offer any conclusive proof, it has given believers more evidence that the mythical creature is, in fact, dun dun dun, real. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I caught that I, I caught Bigfoot out in my backyard uh, last summer, oh, yeah. and well, yeah, I got sick and tired of picking up all crap out back, so I found him. I just left my garbage can out there, and I found him picking up garbage. That's awesome. That was, oh, that awesome. was just your little brother. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, he's not so little anymore. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, Robert says off uses and uses dryer sheets. That's just terrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Well, so Tyler, off, back to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tyler Wright. Let's before you head out there, Heather. No. Tyler Wright made a point because I did see the. Um, article on it in Canada's hemlock area there was a sighting of Bigfoot in fact um, really yeah they had some some somebody researching it so yes Tyler thanks for bringing that up um, that's awesome so thank you actually Bigfoot has right. been um, in various places yeah he's he's been seen in a lot of places so in fact Eric says Bigfoot is trying to compost he is helping the planet <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, well just book. just so we're aware that there is um in April, the last weekend right, of April, right, right. we are going to the Appalachian Mountains actually to do a Bigfoot expedition. So hopefully, you know, we'll find Not him. we. Not you. Teddy and I. No, she's going to some <laughs> the sex stuff. She's going to some other thing. Reap. Yeah. Rochester Erotic Arts Festival. Yeah. Yeah. And then so I'll be hunting Bigfoot Reap. while she's hunting Bob. Naked people. <laughs> so basically, well, we're hunting for the same thing, right? <laughs> right. Just in different forms. I'm looking for some with a whip and a chain. Wow. And some um, outfits. That's just crazy. I don't know. I, I don't know anymore. I don't need I to know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Heather. Well, thank you so much for bringing the paranormal news, weird yes. news to to Prayer Talk Radio. We do appreciate it, and we will see you next week. Um, in I fact, talk to you tomorrow, Heather. Maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. And and next week um, is the week before the Parafest, so we're going to make sure we you know we mention everything, and hopefully we'll have a call in from Justin um, Coswell, who is the organizer and uh or um for operation build up hopefully have him on Perfect. here for at least half hour awesome. to talk about the event and uh, giving away a car to a veteran yes. so Fantastic. that'd be awesome excuse me all right heather thank you so much and make sure you stay in touch so we know whether we're going to grab you and bring you out to the parafest or not you know because we would love to have you there because i can do that yep oh, cindy plan, can bring i'm planning on it oh good all right okay, well then cindy we'll can talk pick more you about up. it later all right, you guys, you just heard the paranormal news Shave with Heather. Bigfoot. It's awesome, awesome. Some good stories Robert this week. Says, so we'll be hunting shaved Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently. So we have been sitting here talking to, besides Heather, but the first part of the show we were talking about um, different creatures that have been seen in the desert, the Mojave Desert. Um, from anything from aliens to dinosaurs to flying humanoids, um, and so just really interesting things out there. Oh yeah! And the gentleman we're talking to is Mr. M. L. Berman, and he has spent a, quite a few hours and yeah. time out there, just walking and and finding uh, interesting stories and and doing the research. And his YouTube channel, which you posted, I, I did saw post that you it. did post it. Yep. Um, some great things. Yeah. about it and i and i find the whole like i said i really enjoy this series yeah you know? i do i like it too i even subscribed and yeah push the little ringy dingy thing yeah so, so make sure I'll you guys subscribe to it and watch it i'm sure yes. i mean and it was, it was so amazing. you guys press the bell press the and bell. make sure that you subscribe and press the bell because when you press the bell you actually get 
um, notified of a new um, video by ML. Right. Right. And make sure you do it for me, too. Oh, throw yours in there. Well, make sure you do it for Paratalk Radio and the Winter Parathest, too. There. There. But anyway. Perfect. So, Mr. ML, are you still with us? I am. So what do you think of our paranormal news? Uh, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we decided to have something to break it up a little bit. So we, we like to have, you know, stories that are captured from the Internet brought in. And, you know, so Edna McClain said that she just subscribed to Mojave Mysteries. There you go. Yay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Two more for tonight alone so far. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. So let's talk about this dinosaur one. Now, uh, you got the bells, but where are the whistles? <laughs> people have described seeing some type of giant lizard or dinosaur, right? Well, there's there's actually two two types of, of reports. Now, initially, the one I did was based off historical stuff I had found of, um, you know, in the 1800s, people claiming they were seeing you know, full-on giant dinosaurs, you know, brontosaurus or iguanodons or, or things like that. And wow. um, I, I had pretty much, uh, you know, come down on the side that this was just sensationalist um, stories that right. people uh, were publishing, and, and most of them probably came out of a whiskey bottle rather than the desert. <laughs> and, um yeah. And boy, I got to tell you, uh, of all my episodes, the one where I get slammed the hardest is from people about the living dinosaurs things. Because I, aside from the religious aspect of it, or creationism, or whatever that, a lot of people claim that they have seen uh, strange lizards in the desert. Now, they're not claiming giant, uh, you know, uh, King Kong-sized dinosaurs, because obviously that would be very, very hard to survive and hide. But people have claimed that they've seen smaller things along some of the waterways, uh, you know, stuff about the size of a chicken or or a little bigger. And I've gotten private emails from people that have claimed that, you know, they caught a couple and they had pictures, but for some reason the pictures never seemed to get to me. Um, You know, uh, (laughs) They're out of focus. <laughs> Not even. They're, they're like, I, you know, the trail goes cold when I'm like, hey, that's great. You know, I'd love to hear about it. It's an awesome story. Can I see the pictures? And then that goes cold. Um, wow. But uh, then there's also a school of uh, reports and stories of people that are seeing <laughs> flying things, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, the pterodactyl, yes. Yes, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, in that episode I said petrodactyl because, I, you know, when I was little I had been taught it was tetradactyl because it's just a T, and then I, when they started spelling it with a P, I was told it was petrodon, petrodactyl, and people corrected me and go, no, you idiot, it is tetradactyl. No, <laughs> well, no welcome tea. to the idiot club. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So anyway, just anyone who's listening, yes, tetradactyl, um, they uh, would report seeing flying creatures. And I went back and did my archive stuff, and I found articles where, if if you saw the episode, people were actually claiming that's what they were. And, and um, you know, uh, supposedly scientists from the British Museum had seen them even out in the desert and encountered them. And, 
there's also a, a long folklore of of uh, pictures supposedly seen in a right. so, saloon somewhere in the 1800s, the one they shot outside a tombstone. And, you know, I've seen so many fakes yeah. of, of yeah, that. Yeah, that was definitely fake. You could tell. I mean, I looked at that picture and I'm just like, okay, what was really hanging there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like there's there's actually like 20 versions of it out there. There's some of them, uh, you know, look real good, but others look like yeah, Photoshop 101. Um, and uh, they people have even up to the present day. And and in that episode, I talk about how you know I myself was out one night after I was working on that episode. And I went out for a hike and I saw this thing cruising through the sky just gliding along really big and it, it had the most enormous head. It wasn't flapping its wings. And, and, you know, I'm going to myself like, Oh man, this is like too bizarre that I'm seeing something like this. But then when it got overhead, I saw it was a pelican, a huge pelican, wow. um, which get, they get blown. It, they get blown inland um, occasionally and they do ride the currents down to different waterways, especially in the South Mojave. But you know, from the silhouette at, at in at dusk, it looked like a damn flying dinosaur. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I, I postulated that, that you know some of these reports might be just that people are, are misidentifying giant birds. Well, I but think then that's I, a lot of the case, though, don't you find that's a lot of the case with the stuff that you've reported on? I mean, we find that in the paranormal. We all the time. I mean, especially Bigfoot sightings, dogman sightings. I mean, there's a lot of, I don't know, people just mistaking what they've actually oh, sure. seen. Oh, sure. Exactly. And, you know, saw, <laughs> saw Bigfoot, you know. There's uh, drugs involved, too. Drugs, there you go, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, well. As um, was talking about earlier, LSD. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, so, desert uh, 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 of course. And, and now, here's the thing with any cryptid, I don't, I don't care what it is, a dinosaur, Bigfoot, or whatever, something has to have, I, I mean, a breeding population. It's got to have, uh, you know, just population density to even exist. So a lot of these things, when you hear a one-off or two-off, you you can be pretty sure someone misidentified something. When... You know, there's 20, 30 reports. Then you're like, well, maybe they're seeing something, but you know, misidentifying it again. But we, you know, we just don't have it cataloged yet. Because I, I did the one story on the demon flyer, which uh-huh. is a humanoid type Mothman reptile type oh. flying thing seen. And cool. at the time, at the time I did the story, I really only had like four. Uh, um, reports, encounters, stories from people. And I went ahead and did the story. And all of a sudden, if you go look at that episode's YouTube page, look at the comments, um, people Mm -hmm. all of a sudden came out with all these, oh, I saw the same thing, or I saw a variation or whatever. And a fascinating thing was a gentleman on YouTube said that he had seen it up near the I-40, this one highway that runs under the Mojave Preserve through the middle of the Mojave. He had seen like five years ago, something like that up there. And then on Facebook, on my Facebook page, a girl had said that she saw something like that seven years ago in the same area. She described the same area, the same stretch of highway. And the two didn't know each other. And I had never heard the reports from them. 
And um, they described basically the same creature except the size. One guy says he thought it was more like four and a half, five feet tall, and she thought it was more like three and a half, four feet tall. Um, then I got a thing from a, a, a wildlife guy who um, thinks that it might be a type of uncatalogued giant hunting owl that people were seeing and misidentifying that he was trying to uh, catalog. So there's a great example of, of a story that I only had a few, but it was so fascinating. I went with it. Um, and then all these other people just came out of the woodwork after seeing it. And then, you know, right up to uh, scientific people or people with a scientific background uh, commenting that, yeah, that there might be something more to it than just uh, road fatigue, you know? Right. Yeah. So, um yeah, there's a great example of a kind of microcosm of, of a phenomenon that could be interpreted different ways, but people are reporting seeing something like that. And there's a lot of things like when, when we hear reports, I mean, like I have stated before, it's like we always take their story and we know that there's a piece of truth in there, but figuring out what it is right. can take some time. And sometimes you you might not even come up with an answer, you know, but no, no. And, and I, I most of the time I just listen and then uh, right. on my series I tell the story and and I try not to influence it you know like one way or another I try not to go like oh this is total you leave BS it as a question or, mark at the end I mean right, you leave right. it pretty much yeah the exactly it, exactly so um, I don't want to you know because I never like I always hate the, the paranormal stuff where I see where someone's like telling me well, this is definitely it. You know, I know the, the true history of this or the true secret. And it's like, okay, well, maybe you do to your mind, but to me, you know, it's someone else's opinion is, could be just as valid. And, and right. I never want to come across, like when people say, well, you're an expert on the paranormal. No, I'm not. I'm not an expert on anything. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a guy who's fascinated by bizarre and crazy stories and have encountered enough stuff out there that I love to explore it. Right. And that stuff's great. I mean, I mean, you think about it, I mean, in the paranormal, I mean, I love being a paranormal investigator. And one of the reasons is because of the stories, you know, I'm sure I have my basic reason why I'm into it, but you can sit down and hear, you know, a handful of stories from, from different people about the same thing. It just, it draws you in. Yeah. And, you know, curiosity is one of the things that the human of human nature and we just it's something that we're drawn to. So when you hear a story and it's something such as, you know, Bigfoot or flying humanoids or whatever, I mean, it, if you're the in the right frame of mind, I mean, it's a it's a great thing to get involved in. Man, I just I just love stories. Yeah. You know, well, and, yeah, and exactly. stuff, I love stories yeah. and I like hearing stuff that isn't. Uh, you know, dogmatic uh, that, you know, is, is stale and we've just been hammered into our heads for years and years and years. It's it's nice to step outside uh, the boundaries. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend who calls it the gray area of history or science, you know. It's it's like uh, like I say, some of this stuff might be um, caused by uh, forces acting on our minds that we're not even aware of at the time. Um, so it's not a real physical thing, but it is a real mental perception experience thing. So uh, I never want to discount totally, but I, 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 right. I, 
I well, do there's like just so many things out there that, like, we're still discovering certain fish, certain creatures, certain animals. It's the same with energies or, or things that affect us. We don't have all the answers. That's there's so many of us out there in this field doing things because we don't know enough. And right, um, right. And you, and you look at pheno- recent phenomenon like ball lightning, that for right, you know right. centuries was reported, but then was discounted. But then, no, it is true. Or out right. here, I don't know if you've heard of earthquake lights, where um, people would report that's, seeing flashes of light in the atmosphere before an earthquake, and that was and always poo-pooed. Right. Right. And then, because, then they. Yeah. Right, and they were doing research. They were at, at a quarry crushing quartz and taking yep. high-speed video of the crushing machine working, and all of a sudden they noticed all these little sparking light. balls coming out, and you know yeah. from what? the static electricity from the cru- the crystals being crushed. And right. so when the, the granite plates move and grind against each other, they, you know, people have postulated that, well, that can be what's giving a discharge into the atmosphere, making an earthquake that, light. That so, would you know, the, so much fun. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. But there are things, I mean, there's that stupid fish that looks like a, a man with no uh, bones. Man, what is it called? Car- Oh yeah, yeah, the one that the one that was in uh, they used it in Men in Black Three, didn't they? That the talking be, fish in the restaurant. Uh, yeah, something I don't know, but it's just like a you know. But there's things that, that we're finding all the time. We're in a civilization where creatures evolve, including ourselves. I think we're going dumber than smarter. But that's just <laughs> my opinion. But you know, it's everything is evolving. And within that, we're discovering new things. And as science goes, or even, you know, take these off-breeds of science, whether it be recognized through science or not, like pseudoscience or, um, I don't know, anything else, it's like we're discovering things. And to me, that's just when I sit back and I go, oh, my God, that's amazing. It's kind of like when you were talking about earthquake lights. I mean, Ball lights. I mean, when I first saw that report, I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And look at how much explains. I mean, that explains a lot of things, you know, that people have seen. Yeah. You know, so I mean. The other thing you got to remember is is we're all captives of our senses limitations, meaning we only see in a certain spectrum of visible light. We only hear in a certain spectrum of the audio thing, you know, um, so. But there's a whole world, you know, below and above what we can experience that we're not conscious of, right. or at least operationally conscious of, um, that could be impacting our world and, and, and what we're seeing. And, and some people, you know, just like some people can are colorblind, others can see, you know, higher in the spectrum than you can, or they can hear better, or, right. you know, animals that can, you know, a bat's hearing or a dog's hearing or a dolphin's hearing, a sonar, you know, whatever. So the world that we know is is such a narrow uh, slice of the spectrum that what's going on around us might, I mean, one day if we're able to see and interpret that, we might just, you know, it might just open a whole nother door to to like explaining what we've we've been experiencing, everything from a, religious experience to a psychic experience to a paranormal experience. And they say that with the human brain is only used, what is it, 10, 15% or even less. I mean, we're not using that much of our brain power. And Correct. so That's when, why they do say that psychics 
do use more of their right. So balance. when so when the stuff is actually seen, when we decide, yeah. or when evolution or whatever decides that we're we're able to see more or hear more or you know whatever. I mean, it's going to happen as we evolve. And like I said, we're either going to get dumber or smarter, and either way, we'll figure out what's going on. And if right. we we never get smarter, we'll just say, oh, it's a back to cam uh, man days and. You know, go around with spears and chucking spears at it and stuff. We can never. Well, out, you know, the, the, they're postulating that the future is going to be uh, we're going to fuse with machines, with you know, uh, artificial intelligence oh, yeah. or, or and, yeah, yeah. Or bored. So, you know, we might all of a sudden you might your senses might increase by three times, and and you know, what kind of world and philosophy and and experience is that going to provide for you? And it might actually go to the opposite. We don't know. Anything's possible, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, emotions run so deep in the human anatomy and, and everything about us. The hell, I mean, when you slice one vein, I mean, I don't know. I could theorize, and I'm not going to. <laughs> 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 just take another hour. I, I'm just saying that, you know, there's, there's just possibilities that is endless there. And, you know, I, I like to quote, you know, certain people in the past, and Albert Einstein was one of those guys that truly believed that the I imagination is so much better than knowledge because mm-hmm. knowledge puts a cap on everything, but your imagination has no limitation. Correct. So when it comes to everything that we do... You didn't do with, well in school. Did you know yeah, that? I know. But with everything that we deal with in the paranormal or we see or we hear or whatever, it's like we have to remember that... Um, our imagination may lead us there before the knowledge that we actually have. That's true. That's true. So sometimes using your imagination true. can point a direction. Just use your creativity. Get that that sacral chakra going, people. <laughs> That's also sexual chakra, just so you know. So it's both. When they made Cindy, they had broke the mold. They had Fuck gotten rid of yes. it. They had, he is. They're like, there's only one of this chick. Thank goodness. Right. There's the <laughs> I could, could you see me in the middle of two Cindy's? Like oh one my God, there that and would one there. This show would be done. We'd have our boobs in your face the whole time. Yeah, and me screaming like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Who of us teasing you? <laughs> oh my goodness! That would be hysterical. Yeah, though. two I of mean, us like boo, 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 boo. <laughs> motorboating. Motorboating, both of us. Yeah, it's terrible. That's hysterical. So, it's quite a lovely thought. I according think. to to Eric here, he just posted only three percent of our brains are used uh, for conscious thought. Um, imagine what we could do if we used more. So, you know, there's a lot of theories. And and the mapping of the brain and knowing what every piece of our brain does still is not known. So there's there's always I don't know. We'll see what the future holds. Maybe half our brain will be metal with oh little lights going through it. So <laughs> now when you God damn that was funny, Kristen. I was gonna say to, to ML, it's like what do you yourself I mean, when it comes to all of these things that you've researched how does that make you feel after you do these reports or these little videos? I mean, do you feel like, you know, hell, this world is, is huge and there's so many opportunities and there's things that what if type of thing. Is that how you feel um, or are you just like, uh, you know, you know the, big, the biggest thing when I started, when I thought I'd actually do collect them and, and, and write a book or, or do episodes or whatever, I was like, 
you know, damn, am I going to run out of stuff after three episodes? You know, what, oh my God, is, I love it. Is, is there anything out there? And then it's like one door leads to the next. And, you know, you find someone who all of a sudden tells you something or shows you something that's just completely, uh, you know, you, you never saw it coming or, or you never yeah. expected to, to, to research it. And, I think also because I go back into the archives and look at stuff that mm-hmm. I find a lot of stuff that, that it's, has been long forgotten because society's moved on or, or you know, it just was never um, taught or related to people. You know, the episode I did on the um, elephant out in the desert where, you know, the prospectors yeah. found footprints and they're like, you know, we found elephant footprints and, and people are going like, hey, how do you know what an elephant looks like? Footprint looks like in, <laughs> you know, 1918 California. And, and they were like, well, I was at the zoo once and I, I, a circus once and I saw the elephant's footprints and that's what I'm, we've been seeing out there and we, we've tracked them and stuff. And then, you know, the, the story unfolds that a circus train stopped and one of the elephants got away and they just left it and moved right. on. Oh, and, and, that was how the elephant ended up in the Mojave. And I have found since that story has led to, um, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, literally, but I found one where a guy had a lion farm and the lions got away. And then they were shooting a movie with lions and the lions got away. And then people were reporting, hey, we're seeing lions in the Mojave. And, and you know, the authorities are going, come on, you're nuts. And yeah. all of a sudden it's like, well, no, maybe they're not, maybe they really are seeing lions. And no, and, yeah, never just an animal cruelty. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. That poor, that poor elephant and well, that poor yeah. lion. Well, think about it. You get the elephant out in the desert. It's not going to survive long, and it's going to eventually, you know. I know his carcass. Yeah, no, I mean there. that was that was my summing up. Is like what's going to happen in fifty or five hundred years when they find. the the bones of an African elephant in the middle of the Mojave. People are going to go, what the, you know. Right. Did evolution right. take a sidetrack, or but because no one will ever know about this story about the poor circus elephant that got away. And well, and the know. thing is, is, is um, elephants are very like sensitive creatures. They have proven that they are so intelligent that when part of their pack has died, they, they literally they have to mourn. Yeah. If they can't mourn, they can't. And so that's what's happened in some of these uh, zoos. What, is they just take that animal away and they don't understand that these animals have to mourn. So and they what have happens to if that elephant was like Dumbo and just flapped its ear and flown away? Well, then they wouldn't have footprints, would they? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Helen. I don't know. Hey, can I just take one moment? Sure. Tomorrow is my friend Amy Diaz's birthday. Please, everybody, say happy birthday happy to birthday, Amy, Amy Diaz. Tomorrow is her birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy born on day. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I just find, you know, Alien transport the, gone the stories that you hear, though, and I'm sure it's not just, I'm sure it's just more than the Mojave. I mean, there's got to be other well, places where, where things like, <laughs> nice, Kristen. Oh, my there's God, gotta I be, love 
other things okay. like in other deserts where, where things have happened. I mean, do you know how many stories I've heard of they tried to build a train to go through the desert and then there, it was uh, holding gold and the train derailed in the, in the desert and all these people were out there looking for the gold and then these people died and blah, blah, blah. I mean, so there's a ton of stuff out there that you could research and I'm sure, well, look at the, 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 Forests, like I think it's uh, not Montana. I think it's up in Dakota or something. I can't remember where people go out there, and it's millions of acres, and they never come back. Right. You know, because they, hey, what the hell? They, you know, I don't have to pay taxes. I can build a home and stay out here and live off the land, or is it something else happening? You know, so I don't know. I I just think that when it comes to you, ML, I think your stories are awesome. I think you're always going to have something to report on for out there. I really do. I mean, there's just so much. And with the, sh- with the earth shifting or the sand shifting, I mean, it's there's something's going to pop out of there someday and it'll just be awesome. An awesome find, you know, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I love that you've taken these stories and you brought them to our awareness even because a lot of us, we wouldn't know. That's why. That's why I said he needs to write a book or do an audio book. I, I or something love the because, idea that you gave him to make a CD or something. Yeah, only only because movie. I think more people. I mean, if you don't have YouTube, if you don't have access to it, and you don't, I mean, I can't imagine you don't. But I'm sure that there are people that would still like to buy it and say, "Hey, let's watch this tonight. Let's watch." You know, I mean, I just think it's a great thing i i love his youtube you know and channel and i will continue to watch it and i hope everybody else will subscribe and do the same thing i really do absolutely go look at look go look at his stuff it's really cool yeah yeah do that it's just it's awesome well, thank stuff. you okay, i appreciate it <laughs> you almost sound yeah. like elvis there well thank you very but much totally <laughs> you were thinking the same thing <laughs> uh, Elvis has left the desert. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's where Elvis really died in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should totally go to the superstitions and, and do one on there. That would be awesome. Yeah. You know, I, maybe that's what you do. Maybe you need to, to take your, when it comes down to the point where you don't have any more stories for the Mojave, oh, you're going to have to move on to the next one. I think it's well, you know, the Mojave includes parts of Nevada, Utah, and Arizona. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's the sections in the other states I've just barely touched upon. I mean, I happen to live in the central Mojave, so that's, you know, I can be out every other day exploring there. But uh, I still do want to uh, check out spots in Arizona and Utah and, and especially Nevada because Nevada is so empty it is huge and and empty. I mean, everyone, Vegas is just a small little corner of it. That's awesome. I mean, that would be kind of a cool thing. Like, if you could survive out in the desert and just like go out there for a couple of weeks and just put up, you know, uh, telescopes and look for UFOs, or you know, it would it would be fun. I mean, who knows? I think it'd be great. Yeah. Why not? Why yeah, I think the, the longest I've ever gone out was six days. And uh, Jesus, that sounds like a lot to me. <laughs> yeah, at the end of six, at, we were up. It was me and another guy. We were up in Death Valley in, in the middle of nowhere, backpacking, and and after six days, we were just completely fried. It was like, 
I can't wait no to get way. home and just that take and a shower and get a and... Oh, jeez. How about so? So think about it this way. I mean, I mean, there's been a lot of people that go to these deserts and they're dehydrated and they just start hallucinating. Well, yeah, because they're looking for those little, they're looking for those little ponds and, of water. And yeah, and then and not only tequila that, sunrise, right? And, but then there's also those the mirages. The Mirages. And we're not talking about a dance club in Rochester. No, we're not. Because that's gross. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Actually, I've been there. It's not. It's fine. So it's not too gross. Wait, you've been there? I mean, (laughs) there weren't men dancing, by the way. Just half-naked girls. Yes, everybody look at Teddy right now. No, don't look at me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. I mean, I mean, Kristen, that. why are you talking about Fleetwood Mac albums? Wait, what are you talking about? She just put on there. What is a great Fleetwood Mac album? Well, I went to a desert with a horse with no name. <laughs> I went to a desert with a horse with no name. Nice. Isn't nice. that how it goes? Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, something like that. Well, I would like, I mean, with it comes to the desert. Blown away by Tony Maroney. Are you going to a desert? Can you imagine? Because, like, they find them in our swamps and they find them in other areas where people, like, for archaeologists, they define things all the time. So can you imagine going out to some of these deserts in, in, you know, in America itself, in the United States, and start (gasps) researching some of that stuff? That'd be awesome. I I just got a great idea, Uh ML. What if yeah. you got a TV show and they actually paid for you to go to some of these other deserts in the world? <laughs> that would be the, awesome. Yeah, uh, it would be cool. And they call him the Desert King now? The Desert King. The Scorpion King. The real Scorpion King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't like that because that, 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 that has a, a tone or... An inclination or anything having to do with problems. Yeah. Oh well. We don't want that problem. I thought it was a good idea, ML. I'm sorry. Tango in the night is a good one, Chris. Well, I I've gotta tell you something. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I thoroughly love your stories. Thank you. And thank you. So right now I'm gonna take the next few minutes. If anybody on yeah, um, any of our, our live feeds would like Ask a question to ML. Please get it out there. Get it ready to go. Um, you can call into the studio. Number is 323-642-1102. Again, it's 323-642-1102 if you have any questions. Or you can just, on the uh, um, Facebook, you can print your questions. Um, and any of the chat rooms, you can do what you need to do from there. And then we'll, we'll, we'll do our best. So we'll see what... Okay. Uh, while you're doing that, I'm going to quickly run and water a cactus, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> that perfect. was awesome. That was awesome. Tingo in the Night is a good one, Kristen. I mean, that's the Fleetwood Mac album. Mm. Oh, I I'm sorry, you guys. I'm not feeling the greatest. I came in my PJs. Yeah. Nice. I nice. love them. I'm ready to go home already. I'm sorry. Um, I've been right. I've been fighting through it. What I think is really um I'm glad I did I'm glad I came. I really was contemplating calling you and going, Oh God, I'm so sick. Mm. 
Well, I just love the stories. I mean, like I would, I would actually like to to say to our listeners, I, I challenge you to go and watch some of his other episodes because. Oh my gosh! Yes, tell us what. You tell think. us what you think because I okay. truly do like. I do. I really liked what he did. Mm-hmm. He's very. I love how he his presence on camera. It's really good. Really I don't know good. how many takes he he does though with some of this stuff. Because... Well, listen, I'm my my takes. I, I haven't been able to finish one video yet <laughs> because I'm too like I, I I don't know the editing skills yet. So. Right. Oh, it does take time to learn that it stuff. It does. But it does. Eric says that you have fruit striped PJs. I do have fruit striped PJs. That's exactly what they look uh, like, right? Her bum looks like lemon, raspberry, blueberry. <laughs> oh yeah. I have. I also have. Um, I also have not just only these, but I, underneath, I also have another pair of like, what do they call those? Like thermal underwear or something? Really? Like nice thick ones. Robert said that he signed up to uh, ML's uh, YouTube thing a few months ago. Probably <laughs> when he found out. So. What's that? I'm glad that, that you guys are doing that. You're signing up for stuff like that. Good, because thank it, you. Yeah. It, it, it's great. I mean, he's got some great stuff. It looks <laughs> like, like, like you're, you're a wrestler, wrestler in, in the, the 90s. 90s. Yes! <laughs> Kristen, that's freaking hysterical. The Barber Beefcake. That's what he would have wore would be something like that. Oh, my God. So funny. A zebra through a fruit field. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's hysterical. Cindy, your van still tropical? Yes, tropical puke. Oh, you haven't cleaned your van yet? No, 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 no. My, it's been cleaned. The smell of the puke. That's just gross. I can't even. It's not that bad anymore. It's not. It's really Oh my God, it's better. But <laughs> oh my God, it better be no smell when we go to Gettysburg. I'm gonna puke it up just for you. <laughs> Tropical puke. The conversations we have—that's terrible. No. Oh my God. We'll get so get some of those little candles that you burn, and it makes it smell better. Well, I need. Uh, somebody told me to use a um, a match, and I thought about that, but then I'm like, every time I go out to my car, I forget the matches. <laughs> Robert says that puke does penetrate the upholstery. Oh my God! It is. Oh. Listen, it has been cleaned. Like the next day, it was cleaned with like one of those green clean machine things. You know, oh, so the Amy's water one of your girlfriends. Was she involved in that whole thing? No, no, oh, Amy no, she wasn't. wasn't. Oh, no, okay. I did go to Amy's birthday party on Saturday though. Oh, the cheesecake, huh? Oh my God, the cheesecake! So I think good. ML's back, so let's let's get back to him while he's Sorry. listening to us. He's done watering his cactus, and it's just bloomed a couple of flowers now. So, <laughs> Waiting um, for us. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what did she say no about? Oh, she's like, no, it wasn't. Her yeah, that she wasn't involved. Right, right, right. Smudge the van. Right. Yes, I I do need to smudge the van. Yeah. So, um, guys, where are your questions here? I mean, we're looking through here, and we don't see any questions. That you are. That we buried my best friend on there. That's I needed, terrible. I needed the show. Oh, thank you. Oh, she needed the last. So yeah, she, she buried her best friend. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Well, while we're waiting for them to see if they're going to ask some questions here, um, we must ask some good questions. That's why they don't have them. Oh, but, uh, said she finished that cake. And listen, I, I ate both of those pieces of cheesecake that you sent me home with. Uh, What's this got I, to do I with the show? Care. What the hell here, girl? You didn't I'm, share no cheesecakes? You're going to talk about it? Oh, God, it was so good. <laughs> My God, it was so good. What What was the name of that cheesecake place? Like, oh, it's terrible. I don't we're, we're talking desert, not desserts. Uh, 
No. I thought <laughs> had two very, very nice segue there. Nice segue. Yeah, I'll try it here. I'll try it. Are you going... Are you doing a ghost hunt in Gettysburg? That's what uh, Helen just asked. Yes, that was the plan. Um, I we, do want. We, can we talk about this? No, we're going to talk about it here in a minute. No. I want to finish up. What now? Can I talk about it? Can yeah, we we're going to talk, talk about it before yes, we we're talk gonna, about yeah, it? Yeah, we're going to talk. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So let's <laughs> talk about it, Dan. All right. So I just want to make a, a quick plug here to remind everybody that next Monday, um, which is oh, the Monday Yeti. before the mm. Winter Parafest. Someday we're going to get ML to come, and he's going to have those audio books and CDs, and he's going to be able to sell them, and we're going to be happy for him. But yes, we'll get him to come up. that sometime. would be so, so fun. The, the Rochester Winter Parafest is coming up on the 23rd and 24th. Yeah. That Monday prior, we have no uh, none other than um, Mr. Brian Kano, who was on, um, yes. yeah, with, I, can, I can't, oh, the collect, <laughs> uh Haunted Collector. Yeah. God, why was I brain freezing there for a minute? He was brain farting. Yeah, so, and, and, uh, and Kana was awesome. So nice. make sure yeah, that you turn it, tune in. And um, and then after that, after the Parafest. Next what, week, the 18th, right? Yeah, that's yeah. going to be Brian Kano. And oh, wait, then, no, no. Yes. Yes, yes. And then we're and coming then... back after the Parafest with Woo! a handful of people from the Parafest. They're coming live here to the studio with us. We're going to have Michael King. Mike. Mike King from um, Mike King. Ghost of Shepherdstown. I'm so happy Mike um, is going to be Ernie here. Atwell, who Ernie Atwell is from. And Dave. Well, Dave's not coming. Oh, he's Dave's there? not going to be at the Parafest either. He's going through a lot right now. Yeah, um, I know. But we will have oh. Ernie, who is a part of Paranormal Inc., and I'm sure we're going to be able to drag hopefully one or two people from Naked and Afraid as well. So oh, we should fun. hopefully have a few people um, for that. But oh, my God. Wouldn't it be great if what's his name? Mel and Trent. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be all awesome. right. So let's let's get back to ML here real quick. And and um, you guys don't have any questions. And oh, that's, Brian Kano, maybe that's that's weird. But you guys are just being shy. Oh yeah, you guys are shy, all right. Yeah, they're shy, in my butt. But anyways, I am uh, just gonna say nice. that what we're gonna do is we're gonna thank Mr. ML Baron for being here, um, Berman, and and say that like I said, I can't praise you enough on on what you've done with the YouTube stuff. I, I love all your stories. Um, I want to be able to check oh, back with you. Oh, Amy has one. Oh, hey, Amy has a question. Oh, go yeah. ahead. What's what's the question? Oh wait. Uh, well, I have Eric. I guess was right before. What was ML's favorite story he did or wants to do? Oh. And then Amy said, "What is ML's favorite topic to talk about?" There you go. You got two questions. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a total lame answer because I, I really I really don't have a, a single favorite thing. I mean, so many of the episodes I get into and 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 something about it all of a sudden will take me in another direction that I didn't expect, and 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 I'm like, wow, that was that was really cool. There was a lot more there than I thought at first looking was in that. I so, understand. The radio show does that. We we start out one way and somebody takes it in another direction. Yeah, so I totally... I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't give you one there. Um, and as far as favorite <laughs> topic, um, you know, again, the same thing. I, I So much of it's fascinating. Uh, the things that I like the most personally are when I meet people that can relate a, a firsthand encounter. And it's even better when they can actually take me to the place or tell me how to get to the place and I can go check it out. That I... 
I love spending the night by myself at some of these places just to like soak it in and, and, you know, go like, okay. You know, I can't do it without my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we don't get phone. So many places out here, there is no phone. So it's like, true. true. See, that's what makes it so much better. To be honest, I love the fact that you can't, well, I mean, it's twofold, right? It's scary. At the same time, you could use it for an emergency thing. But it's also right. nice to be completely stripped away from that. Yeah, and grounding yourself, you know, just listening. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah. do love that stuff. I mean, we're going to be doing yeah. that at the Appalachian Mountains, but still at the same time, because they don't have cell service. But at the same time, it's like you're so used to it these days, especially here in New York. I mean, that's all we do with you. Yeah. You're on your phone. Well, I have to be. This is part of my job. All right, so we have more so, questions. Yep, two more questions. Uh, Kristen said, who's your favorite show that you did? Uh, again, like I said, I I, I really don't have a, an absolute favorite. Yeah, I, there's, yeah there's, I, I like all of them. Oh, my God, Robert. Bad wedding sites, no reception. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Robert does have a question, though. He said, what desert would you like to investigate in the world? Any in Australia? Oh, definitely. I would love to go to Australia. Um, I think I would love to go to Australia and be able to talk to, like, some Aboriginal elders because they're, like, one of the oldest contiguous societies. I mean, um, they go back, like, almost 10, 20,000 years, right? And I right. saw a thing where they could still read the rock art that was ancient right. to us, but they could still read it and interpret it. And I would love to be able to talk to, you know, some people that had that long a, uh, uh, I don't know if it's racial, tribal memory, you know, a historical yeah. memory. Um, I, I would find, plus they're so... T- they still are tied to the land, so so directly. Right. I would l- love to hear their spiritual ideas and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Helen has a has a comment more than a question. Yeah. She, um, I, I ML does saying. have like he'll do questions. He'll you know the, people will be able to ask questions and he'll try and answer them. And, he, and she said she loves the the three question episode. So uh, yeah, that, they they. People really dig those because I, I, I kind of tell stories, you know, my own experiences or, or stuff that people have told me. And, and, yeah, when I first started doing those, I was like, oh, God, people are going to hate these. They're going to be like, shut up, quit blabbing. Um, but <laughs> we think the them, same. So I'd love to do more. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. No. And, and Helen says she loves that. So that's great. Yeah. 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 Well, I can well, tell you, you, I know. We would love to have you back again and maybe, you know, yeah, after yeah. after we watch some more of your episodes and, and mm-hmm. see what's happening in the future, have you back. I mean, I think it would be great. Absolutely. And these guys uh, like I'd love you to. Too. Thank you. I'd love yeah. to. You know, then it's just the – I can't say it enough. I'll probably listen to one on – well, I can't listen to it on the way home because I have Ted in, in the Dark, the, but, yeah. In the Darkness with in Teddy. In the dark with, Darkness with Teddy, yeah. We have that on the, in the home, darkness so. with Daddy. So, but yeah, um, if you guys don't have any more questions, I mean, um, let's. Yeah. If you do, let's get them up there because we're about to wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else like for you, ML, that you would like to state or 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 to say to our audience or the people that are out there listening? Also, also, your besides your. 
Yeah, you YouTube. Do you YouTube, have an actual? You have Facebook. You have um, website, website Anything like that that you'd like to promote? Please do it right now. Go for it. Um, really, it's it's ninety percent of it's ninety nine percent of it's my YouTube channel. I, I'm so crappy on Twitter and Instagram. I, I try to keep up on those, but I'm just uh, you know Thank I you. lag behind on it. So I would love to have everyone come join me on YouTube. Um, we get a lot of comments. I try to answer everyone's comments. Uh, people share all sorts of great paranormal mm-hmm. stories of their own. So if you want to you know, read other people's experiences. Come check out the comment sections on my channel. Cool. That's awesome. So I got to ask, are you married? Uh, no. Well, then I have a, a girlfriend. I, okay. Well, I had a com- I had a comment from Helen that said he's so cute and easy to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I've, I've got my babe, and she. Uh, she likes going out in the desert, but she doesn't like staying very long. She, she's a, definitely a house princess. Right. Well, mm-hmm. there you go. You at least got a nice little compliment there. Um, yeah, thank you. Anybody that's listening here, I also make got to make a quick plug here. Oh, that if you want your tattoos um, done specifically for the Parafest, and you, you need to do this, you need to get a hold of him and message, get your appointment. Message then. Tony DeVille. Yep, and get your thing my sister to get her to call him. So if you are planning on a tattoo, make sure that you get a hold of him. So um and we'll Weird. hopefully I can smell my perfume. I'm not wearing it right now. I can't smell you. I just no, it just all of a sudden I could smell you got it. A I whiff? literally looked at it and I'm like it's hmm. not open. I don't know. It's weird. I'm not wearing it right now. Well, we are in a building that we have discussed for the past year or so that so many things are happening in here. Oh my gosh, yeah. I do think that something is going on. My dad's birthday. There you oh, go. Happy birthday, Daddy. There you go. I See? wasn't thinking. Yeah. There you go. It's there, my there's dad's your reason. Happy birthday to my daddy. There you go. So um, Who are in heaven. <laughs> Hallowed be his name. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm so go ahead. Get a hold of uh, Tonyville. You can look him up on Facebook. He's got his yeah. own page there. Or get a hold of me, and then I will... Um, put it all in a nice little message form and get it out there. Uh, same if you guys have questions for ML or you'd like to get some more information from him or where he is or so on and so forth, get a hold of Cindy and I. We can hook you up with his YouTube page and stuff like that. Oh, and, and he said definitely leave some comments. He likes yeah, to yeah, answer yeah. the comments, which is kind of a rarity with most people to have YouTube channels. They yeah. they don't really comment all that or answer the comments. So um, really, ML, I'm going to say it again. Thank you so much for thank being here with so us. Much. We had a fantastic show with you. That. So many people said thank they love tonight yeah. and uh, we definitely want to have you back. And um, hopefully you'll find something really cool that we can discover and talk about on the next show. Um, awesome. Yeah, maybe a saber toothed tiger or something. Maybe you could tell us about something coming up. Yeah, I mean, do you do you do events or anything? Do you actually go and do any lectures or speak? No, I don't. You know, people have asked me a couple of UFO convention type stuff, and I'm like, I'm I'm not, I'm not really, you know, a, a, that type of contactee or type dude. I'm like I say, I'm a collector and, and promoter of stories. So, uh, okay. so you come said check you me never out on did. YouTube. You did put out a book or didn't put out a book? Yeah, I did. I did. I put, I put one out two years ago. Okay, so is it um, still available? Oh, yeah. It's on Amazon, Mojave Mysteries, uh, and it's okay. got a, 
a lot of the stories I've covered in videos, plus some that weren't, and then also some personal stuff. And, and go check it out. It's on Kindle and paperback. There you go. So go to Amazon, guys. You can you can order his book there. Um, I'm going to make sure that we get one for here because we should have one, and it'd be nice to have one to to raffle off or give off to the our fans too as well to mm-hmm. have a nice book, you know, to give um, away. Yeah, you know what? Um, uh, boot me an email on on Facebook, and I'll send you a, a download, a free download for. Awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, Thank you. Oh, Thank certainly. you. We appreciate that. Fantastic. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Um, I get a what the hell is Heather saying? I get Heather. a Funko oh. horror collage, but have to get that another time. Oh, Funko! So Funko, Funko is um, it's a brand. Oh, for tattoos, you mean? But she's like, or she's might be even saying a funky horror collage. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure what so that Funko meant. is like. Uh, it's a brand, but. Hey, I'm new to some of this stuff still. Come oh, on, speaking you know, of so... which, I won't be here from. Tuesday the 12th till I fly back in Monday the 18th. I'll be going to Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle. <sighs> Whatever. You I wanna... love it. You just... I love it. Okay. All right, everybody. So, again, um, I've had a great time with you tonight, Cindy, even though you haven't been feeling all that well. And I'm glad I can still pull it together. And yeah. Well, I'm glad you came because I think yeah, I, you really did get into like, stuff or, I, or ML stuff. And yeah, then, I do. I like it so much. It's so cool. And he's a great guest. Yeah, but also, I, so I have to just tell you again, ML, I really love your presence on the camera. It's really fantastic. It's very natural. And I think you need to keep doing this, man. It's, you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. You're quite welcome. That was nice of you. Well, I'm I am nice. I'm just picking on you. <laughs> just picking. <laughs> hey, you know what? Between between ML and I tonight, we kept you at a minimal with certain comments, which was very nice. For uh, somehow. First of all, let me maybe be it's clear. because you were sick. Maybe. Let me be clear. Teddy not keep me under control <laughs> at all. Let me just. Be clear on that. It's only because Cindy's not feeling well. <laughs> Normally, ML, it's very hard to control Cindy because she's yeah, she's I'm a like wild Cindy. spirit, man. She is, she's am. wild horses. She's out there. That's a good song, man, wild horses. <laughs> she, is, she can be the vulgar little what? woman that uh, she normally is, but when she's not feeling good, we actually get a calm show. That's weird. That's weird because I have ADHD. Yeah, we normally don't. Yeah. But people love it, no matter what. Yeah, they love it. Cindy loves Tom people. Cindy, love Cindy. Dick Cindy. Yeah. Uh, Tony says he has over two hundred of the Funko thingies. Yeah, Tony Deville. I have a cool Funko Pop. It's a uh, Conan O'Brien from. <laughs> I, I, seriously, it's so cool. Funk. No, he's he's like, how is the hippie van smell? <laughs> oh God, dude. Everybody's been talking. Everybody's been talking about your pukey van for two weeks now. That's yeah, amazing. It's it's almost gone. ML, that's what happens when you take a whole bunch of girlfriends out and go drinking, and then everybody gets sick. Well, I didn't drink, and my niece wasn't enough to to throw up, so she was drinking. The problem was, once one puked, we all puked. <laughs> oh God! Between the smell and Seeing the puke, I do not have, I don't have like a, a steel kind of stomach. <laughs> I wish I did. I have one of those noses that 
Lord have mercy. Listen, I can tell you when my children are around and they got funky feet or funky pics. <laughs> Boys just are funky. And I'm like, you got, you got to go shop. Now. So I, I'm just one of You're those terrible. people that as soon as I see Very or sensitive smell, smell. Yeah. God dang it. I remember when I got pregnant for Jansen. So when you get pregnant, it like heightens, it, it heightens your senses. Your yeah. senses and mine was already bad. I I was working at one of the banks, and it was summertime. And one of the guys came in and he got his cut off shirt and he's dirty and and he comes next to me and I'm literally about to vomit in front of this <laughs> dude. And I'm like, I'm like Jason, Jason, can you come here? I'm like Jason, Jason, come here. Jason, can you please finish my, my number? I'm so sorry. I just, I, I've got, I'll be right back. I literally <laughs> went to the bathroom and puked because his B.O. was so bad. Oh. It was terrible. This is, this is like the. I hate you, we're, not. We're, we're, Oh, we're, God, it was terrible. Why do we always end our show with stuff like this? Psychic mobile. <laughs> We had such a good show. We had such a good show talking to ML, and now we went to pukeness. Yeah, it was it was because Tony brought it up. Yeah, and it had nothing to do with you, ML. We we definitely appreciate you hanging out with us. We do this. We are a crazy bunch. We like to just hey, what it is, it it is. You know, we don't. Oh yeah, see, that's what I thought she meant. She said the tat I want is horror figures as Funko Pops. That is hysterical. I freaking love it, Heather. Nice. Yeah. So my Conan O'Brien is like. My Conan O'Brien pop. I'll have to bring it, and you guys, next week I'll bring it. I have a, one of my ex-boyfriends got me a Wonder Woman um, Funko Pop, and the other one is my Conan O'Brien from SDCC, San Diego Comic-Con. You can't just go and get them unless somebody is sold So you're them a online. fan of Conan and Brian? So O'Brien? I was at Conan O'Brien's show during his oh. while we were at Comic-Con. So I have one of the Funko Pops that, that was oh. made when I was there. It was nice. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. so fun. See, ML, when you don't go to these events, you're not missing much, apparently. Oh, my God. Listen, so I'm so excited going to Emerald City because I get to see Boy Meets World Cat. Wow. I'm so excited. And how old are you? Um, none of your business. None of your business. Actually, I'm going to be 48 in April. Yeah, we'll see. And you're still enjoying this stuff. I guess I that's good it. because that's it. what keeps you young. That's Absolutely. like ML going out in the desert keeps them young. I agree with that completely. You know, when you're out doing stuff, you stay active. That's the best way to stay alive because they say once you stop being active is when you just keel over. Oh, my God. Heather exactly. said, like, music oh. yeah. park stuff. All right, ML, we're not going to keep you. So if you want to split, you're welcome to do so. Yeah. Thank you again for popping on here. Thank Sorry we're so a little crazy much, here at the ML. end, but that's the way we are. We are. And um, But we have a good time, and hopefully it relates yeah. to you as well, that we like to have a good time here, and uh, we're good people, So and we like to have good people on the show. You're that definitely good people. Thank you very much. And, you know, like I said, hit, hit me with an email, and I'll, I'll send you a link to the book. Awesome. All right. Well, Sounds thank great. you so much, ML. And, and take you. care, and uh, happy hunting. All right, guys. Yeah. Talk All right. to you later. All right. Talk Bye-bye. You Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys. Um, Thank you, Jeanette. She all about after hours. It's just, <laughs> uh, it's so Tony, think that's what 
that's what Cindy wants. She wants she wants what's his name on her that's her, her, her tattoo. What's that? What are you talking about? You can have your redheaded tattoo. Oh, Deadpool. That would be weird. Put a Listen, I am not just about just the face, a little round head. No, 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 no. I want some writing at my wrist, or I want, like I said, the thing here on my wrist, on my arm, my forearm. It's so no. odd. It's it's either going to be something like no trust, no trust, believe. Um, hashtag K T. I couldn't think for a second. <laughs> Well, so Tony has got, like, when he was at Gettysburg for the Battlefield Bash, we actually, um, he was doing a certain size tattoo for a certain amount of money. Right. And right. so I'm, I'm kind of hoping that that's what he's going with as a, as a situation. Right. And that gives everybody a feel of uh, of how they would want. And, yeah, but yeah, they yeah, can, yeah. But if you want something specific and you know it's going to be bigger than what he's on at the time, you're going to have to make an appointment so I'm sure you get I think Tony, I, I have to talk with him, but I think Tony's coming in on Thursday. <laughs> Tony said, come on, <laughs> and everyone needs a little head. <laughs> yeah, we do. That's awesome. That's we awesome. do. Boys and girls. There you go. I think somebody's <laughs> offered, but, you know, you don't uh, come up on it. So you know, yeah, I don't fuck my friends. <laughs> I don't want to get Oh my god, Heather, that's Here's awesome. Three two three six four two one zero. Yeah, call tone. Call. Call. Yeah. Three two three six four two one 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 two zero boost. Ew, not and, and if you want specifically, dial extension 69. <laughs> <laughs> Brie, the sharing is caring. You love it. Stop it's... messing with my microphone. You're just jealous. <laughs> microphone jealousy. So if we can get the Butter King to call. The uh... Butter King. <laughs> oh, God. Parquet. We'll, we'll, talk, about, um, we'll talk about it real quick. Stop calling them friends. <laughs> that's what that's um, what that's what my friend would like me to stop. Call Tony. Hello. You're in toxic it. Toxic. You're in. You're in for now. Bree is on here. We are. are you want me to? Yes. Call us. The frick. Stroke me. Stroke me. Um. Stroke. Um, I, I was saying that earlier when she wrote right. that. You know, next week when we have Brian Kano on here, we're not going to be able to be so silly and and, and all that as much Who as we have been. Does? So, oh, girl. But oh, um, girl. hopefully we'll be able to um, bring Three, two, three. Six, four, um, hopefully, and have somebody that's going to be at the event call. I'd like to bring you know a couple other people because next week will be the only Monday prior to the actual event. You can't say anything, let alone call, if your mouth is closed. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Bree. Bree is like, like, wow. Yeah. 
Cindy would find a way. <laughs> Cindy would find a way to talk or something. My With a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's called a Hummer. Oh, mm-hmm. Very little keeps mm. her from talking. What's that? Very little keeps very little keeps you from talking. Lord have mercy. Wow. California psychic. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Was that like California raisins? I just hit my mic. <laughs> Ow, there's skin. Well, it's gotten bigger now. Oh. She got a big honker. I didn't lie. <laughs> Heard ringing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's his iPad through his tablet. Oh, oh, oh. Tony is currently looking for the number. Oh, my gosh. Three, two, three. He's already on the phone. Oh. He's already here. Okay. Tony! What's happening, guys? Are you guys looking for more trouble? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. We, we need to be slathered with butter. Sounds like spank and put me in a corner. But see, if you if you would start taking butter on your first date, maybe some cream cheese, um, and stop calling them friends, then you would have better luck. <laughs> cream cheese means luck. That's all he's saying. Cream cheese. Hey guys, oh, no, you I haven't in the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. We just got those as Funko Pops. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us now, how is, have you gotten any appointments yet? <laughs> um, I got one or two. Um, one of the guests is actually going to get one. Um, uh, uh, you know, I'm horrible with my names and everything. I think it's uh, Chris Sanders. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He, well, he set I know up that for his first, for his first nice tattoo. Okay. Well, I know for sure my my niece is gonna get one, and I I believe um, my nephew is also getting one. So, um, but I I think what they were wondering is like what's the size for how much. So I was that's what you and I haven't had the opportunity to speak. So I wanted to kind of put it out there that Gettysburg you did fifty dollars for certain sizes. That's what it was. Or something. That's, that's it. I yeah, that's exactly what it was. I believe Casey's wanted to be doing like um, like a silver dollar special and a fifty cent piece special. Like um, you know, if it fits under either one, it's going to be like thirty or sixty bucks. Okay, and that's for okay. All right. Oh my God, Cindy and Ted Funko Pop. Yes. Oh my God, I would love that. No. When I when Casey finally lets me get a three D printer, I'll make you guys Funko Pops because I got to do it for the rest of the shop too. Oh my awesome. god! Awesome, that would that. be sweet. So I don't even know what they are. What are Funko Pops? They're little. You just got to Google them, man. Anything you're into, they have them. There's little vinyl yes. big head things. Little, the, they have the big head. They're like a caricature of. Oh, like bobbles, bobbleheads. Kind of. Well, they started out making bobbleheads, but these heads are attached. Oh. Yeah, they're 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 okay. they're um, it's their bodies are little and their heads are big and they just have cute faces. Okay. All right. Well, so can can you give me an idea? So, like, so for fifty dollars, it's going to be what, like a three or four inch tattoo or something? Yeah, she's Silver gonna, I think what she's doing now, just so it's a little easier for, so it's just not a um, a uniform price of fifty bucks. You know, I think she's going to do like under a fifty cent piece. Um, you know, um, you know one or two colors. It's going to be like thirty bucks, and then 
I think over, uh, I think like a silver dollar size and up, um, I think it's going to be like 50 or 60 bucks or something like that. And it's like two or three colors. Okay. You know, that All way right. everybody well, can enjoy your paint. Get I mean, the fun. Yeah, well, my Samantha, wa- Samantha, my Samantha, my Samantha, my Have niece would like to get something, so um, I'm not sure, but we'll figure it out, and I I, I'll, I'll send it to you ahead of time, Tony, yeah. and then we can figure out what the price is going to be for her so she can get the oh, money yeah. together. Well, I'm, a, I'm a night owl anyway, so you can just send me after your, uh, after uh, Ted's drive home, or Ted in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> really, really cool, by the way. i got to be honest with you, man. I thought that was going to be lame as shit just watching you drive home. But I had an absolute blast. Don't hate me shit, but I had a blast. Yeah, I mean, no, we had, I, I had a great time. Casey was laughing. We were laughing. It was a good time. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why people like it. I mean, the, I mean, it's not <laughs> like there's a lot of people. It's like a handful of people. But we we talk and the things happen, and it's just I haven't seen. You know who I haven't seen is Ren. Where's Ren? Yeah, I haven't seen Ren in a while. Where, but, Eric, where's Ren? Yeah, because hey, we haven't seen her. her he was supposed to be sending our coffins. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just the same thing. And I have a David you know, it's just one of those Sharknado about that. So. But I, you know, I, I still haven't made it. I sent you what I had for tattoos and I still haven't come up with anything yet. So who knows? Hey, listen, okay. Heather, I can, I can draw and I don't need like special time or anything like that. You know, I can draw while we're there. Well, I know, but you, yeah, I told you what I liked. I mean, I'm into werewolves and, Stuff like that. So we'll figure it out. If I, if I could pick out tattoos for everybody, I would be covered. I use all my good ideas on everybody else. <laughs> I get that. Well, now that we – well, you've seen my new alien guy that Mr. Uh, Rusty Gilligan has created for us, you know, Mr. Oh God, PT. He's so good. Um, he's so no, adorable. Oh, you haven't? you got to go – No, oh, my I live under a lot here. The only time I actually get out and talk to people is when I talk to you guys or, you know, clients. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's adorable. He's just a little green alien with little antlers or whatever you want to call him, or what do they call it? Antennae. Antlers. antlers. Yeah. He's a part antlers. of the jack. <laughs> you have the only uh, alien that actually has deer antlers. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a, he's a, uh, a horny alien. <laughs> there you go. See, but everybody yeah. needs a little horny alien uh, and everybody needs a little dead pole uh, head. Oh, we're getting there. Yeah. So this is, Eric, so this is what we got. That we are so. thinking about him. Okay. Can you please? Yeah. Said that uh, he's been swamped. swamped. Yeah. So we have this little alien guy now for Paratalk Radio that that Rusty did for us, which is just amazing. So, so we're going to start using him for a lot of our ads and everything else. In fact, mm-hmm. just to let you know, I was looking at um, to see how much it would cost to have a plush PT made. Yeah. How much? A little monster, a little alien guy. Yeah. You can only get them in cases of five hundred. And how much is that? You don't want to know. Yeah. Nope. No, you don't. Bye. No. One, one just piece to have as into uh, what do they call it? A, a promotional piece to have done so that we could see if we like it. Um, they charge five hundred bucks up front just to take your idea and try. Yeah, and they have to it. set up all the tools and the dies and all that stuff just to make one. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So I come up with another idea. They actually have a costume. It's already pre-made as an alien that looks like PT. All we got to do is find somebody to create a kilt and put the kilt on it. Oh, my God. That's so we have somebody so. walk around, and we'd actually have a life-size PT. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have Johnny Sex from Love and Vain, he played the Bash last year. He's in a band that wears kilts. I'm sure he can get you a good deal on a used one. Right. <laughs> Edna said we should get PT tattoos. Yeah, PT tattoos. <laughs> there you go. There you go. A little 
Little green alien. There you go. Yep. I'll send that to you, Tony, just in case somebody yeah, wants it. Yeah, please do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we'll add it to we'll add it to the sheet and stuff like that. Maybe we'll do so like a little simplified drawing or something like that, and just put PT underneath of it or something. Yeah. Cute. So that people we'll know. Come up, I mean, we'll come up with something cool. Yeah, the PT stands for Talk Radio, so that's you know. That would be PT. Stick of butter. Actually, um, no. <laughs> but I guess Rusty Jorgen has actually put it out there that anybody coming to the to Parafest brings um, any type of cat food or dog food um, with them. He, he's going to give them a special thing, oh. and I think it's because he takes that food and he gives it to um, animal shelters. I love that. So yeah, we so do a lot anybody... of that down here. So I'm sure we have some stuff left over, you know, blankets and stuff like that for Barks, uh, which is the uh, the local shelter. You know, so I'm sure oh. we have a whole bunch of extra stuff we can bring up. Oh, that's yeah. So awesome. he's he's collecting that stuff for for all that. So for the the, the shelter. So anybody that's got anything wants to when you come, hey, just Chanel? bring a little can of dog food, cat food, whatever, whatever you want to give away to the animals. Bring it with you, and and I'm sure he will take it with him. What's under the kilt? It's, it's a, a stick, stick of butter. butter. <laughs> One pound of Amish butter. One pound of Amish butter. I am not wearing an alien costume. I will in a kilt. I will look like fat bastard, and everybody will hide their kids. <laughs> I want my baby back Get in my belly. So now, are you going to be there Thursday night, or are you actually coming in on Friday? Well, um, we don't know yet because we're trying to gauge the weather. You know, because. I right. thought we had weird weather. You guys are worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 I'll ask you that question later because uh, I, I want to do some things while we're up here because it's also going to be mine and Casey's uh, anniversary for 10 years to get uh, 10 years married. So well, we, we never are... get north that much. So we want to go up and we... see some cool stuff. So I'm going to hit you guys up for some sightseeing shit. Well, we, well, we want to bring you. We're not too far you... from Niagara Falls, though, too. Yeah, and we want to bring you to the studio Monday night. So, if you're still going to be in town. Well, we're trying to work that out. What we're doing now is trying to do the map quest and figure out how far you guys are from us so we can see how long we can stay on air with you guys and still make it back to the shop for work the next morning. Oh, right, 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 right. That's a little bit of a drive, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we don't mind driving. <laughs> we drove all the way across, well, across, you, across country back in September. <laughs> aren't you the bosses? Yeah, but that just means we work harder and get less pay. Right, that's yeah, true. But you could also just sign it with that the next day. <laughs> well, when you run a schedule like I have, you can't move people because you wind up waiting three or four months to get back in my chair. So it's just not fair to them. So we just make sure that we get our asses back down here in time. Mm. Right, right. Well, I'm looking at the weather right now because they. Um, I, I've been keeping an eye on it um, mm-hmm. because of events, so I'm constantly mm-hmm. keeping – an eye on it. Um, I wasn't talking about LSD, Amy. So right now they're saying that Saturday and Sunday, which would be fr- well, Saturday that Friday. Let's start over here. Take two. Thursday is supposed to be sunny, um, thirty-five okay. degrees. Friday there's a chance of snow showers in the morning, but I don't think that's going to happen. It's only thirty percent, so that really doesn't matter much. Um, and okay. then Saturday and Sunday are supposed to be sunny as well. Boy, so you guys lucked out on that one. That's awesome. What yeah, so, so sunny was... for all four days. But what... the, the Friday, there's a chance of snow in the morning. But mm-hmm. what's, what's the temp, though? 30s. Oh. 
so it won't be too Hopefully bad. Hopefully that stays that way. I'd yeah. love if you say that the temperature is going to be the high of the 30s, and you're like, that's not going to be too bad. Right. Well, yeah, because, we're, <laughs> you know, for me, 30s is between 30 and, like, 60. I mean, that's perfect weather for me. You go above that, that's and I bear, my, bears, no. from my understanding, bears like the cold weather. Exactly. We do. <laughs> we do. We, do. we don't mind the cold weather at all. Yep. Bree said, "You come down here. She's going to take you out on a night of the town. On night on the town. Who bring? Oh who? me, Teddy. Oh, well, me. either one of you because you're you're his hag, right? Right. That's true. Oh my God. Yeah, we're going to go to take a you guys both out. On she's going to take you out on the on the on the on the glittery streets of Baltimore, Charm City. Fuck yeah. That's a gay club. I yeah. Gay Fuck oh, yes. we're going. Yes. We're going. Hell yeah." I'm- yeah, we're going. Yes. We're yes. going. Let's let's set it up. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I hope they love bears because yeah. I'm a coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing good thing is Bree goes to Bree goes to those bars that have both country and western. Ah. Uh, Wait, what? Did he say? <clears throat> they say like four a.m. Uh, I think it's 2 o'clock, and then there's some after parties and stuff like that. And then, of course, whatever or whoever you can get into by the end of the night. She goes, we're going to all the gay clubs. And whoever we my can God. get into at the end of the night. I Is love that what you the said? gay clubs. Oh, my God. I just want to shake my ass. Do you hear said? And whoever you can get into at the end of the night. <laughs> That's right. Perfect. Yeah. This is normally where I say, uh, you know, but you always got to pray for the same sex. You got to go F yourself. But, nah, that, I, I don't want you guys to do that. <laughs> that is safe sex. Totally yeah. safe it sex. Is. But we're over it. Yeah, we're over it. Well, we're, we're just excited that you're going to get the Parafest and, you know, anything's going to be awesome. But we, unfortunately, we're have to cut We're really the excited to get away from the shop and come up and hang out with you good people. Oh, and have so uh, all kinds of madness and fun. Cool. Yes. I got, we got two minutes left and we got to make sure we get the outro. So Tony, we will be seeing you soon. Um, I'll be sending you that stuff on PD guys. Thank you so much for thank hanging out so with us. Much, we do appreciate guys. it. Thank yep. you. And, uh, and Mel, I'm sorry forget. I stepped over your interview. <laughs> yeah, you're all right. Oh, good. Good, good, don't good. forget wherever okay. there is darkness. There's always delight. See you guys. See you. Good night. Bye guys. Good night guys. You've been listening to Paratalk Radio. Ted Wolf and Sticky Catch us Monday when we will bring you another fantastic guest. Thank you to our guests, our sponsors, J Productions. Be safe, be good, and remember, wherever there is darkness, there is always the light. ParatalkRadio.com. Bye. Got a little things in the back of the van. You're gonna help me put Roman's hair in the back. <laughs>